Pickaxe. Extended Rest for the month of August is brought to you today by Limitless-Adventures.com. If you go to Limitless Adventures, you can get your entire 5e game prepped for you. They got a list of NPCs, encounters, magic items, gear, all kinds of stuff that you can use in your game so you don't have to sit there and stress about all the finer details and you can just focus and concentrate on your story and characters. Plus, if you go to Limitless-Adventures.com slash randomness, you can get a free bit of content on them just for listening to the show, just for trying them out. There's absolutely no risk. Go check them out today. Extended Rest is also brought to you by Easy Roller Dice. You may have heard us talk about their metallic dice sets. Uh, I actually have one on my desk right now. They they kind of take a centralized spot because every once in a while, I just like to kind of pick them up and, and, and feel the weight of them in my hand. They are absolutely amazing, gorgeous colors, and we highly recommend you go check out Easy Roller Dice right now just to just to see all the different varieties they have. Trust us, you will not regret it. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Thank you so much for joining us on Twitch each month for extended rest and asking questions, sending them in for Therian feedback. It's been really cool so far, and we can't wait to see you next month for another live one. Boy, uh, we're going to get ready and get started here. I guess let's do that thing where we go around the table. I'm Jason on Usually Dungeon Master. Tonight we're going to be talking all about episode 7, 8, and 9 of Arc 2. Joining us this evening is Ian. Hey, I'm Ian. I play Calden Halick on Group B. And Kelsey. Hey, I'm Kelsey, and I play Aster Fainriel on Group A. And Zach. What's up? My name is Zach, and I play Avalan Bates on Group C. And Valerie. Hello, I'm Valerie, and I play Elena on Group B. I had to think real hard on that one. <laughs> yeah, I almost said two, and I was like, nope. nope. Uh, and Bree. Hi, I'm Brianna, and I play Clara on Group C. Oh, boy. So we're going to jump right in. Uh, at the end of this, we got uh, we got a whole new section where we're going to be going over your feedback. People sent us in some emails and um uh, there was some stuff on the group page. Uh, we got a Facebook group page now that's official. And, of course, yeah. uh, Discord. Uh, people send us some stuff on Discord. So let's get started with Arc 2, Episode 7. That's Black Sheep. Uh, some notable stuff that happened in this episode is uh, group, T- uh, group C talks about a potential party split. Uh, there are a pair of twins fighting alongside the road. That was uh, just outside of White Hedge. Um, uh, group C met the Whitehead Sheriff, uh, and it was another instance of a group taking a hostage, this, uh, this arc, which I want to talk about. And then, uh, the group decided to head towards Ona Call. So, uh, getting started, I wanted to ask the chat right off the bat, and every member of this, of this little party, it was brought up originally, I believe Jasper brought it up as Merrick. 
that it might be a good idea to split the party and have someone <laughs> run ahead. Oh my god. I believe it was run ahead to Brightport, right? To see, just to, to mm-hmm. race ahead and see if they could set something up initially. Okay, as soon as he said that, I was like messaging Mac, Mac on Twitter. I'm like, did, did he really just suggest going by himself with a dying <laughs> party member through the most dangerous part of the world? <laughs> I was like, did he really? <laughs> Jasper? Well, I could see, oh, here's the thing. I could see where he's coming from in terms of it's like, okay, well, this is going to travel a lot faster than that cart if it's just right at breakneck speed all the way to Brightport, maybe shave a day or two off. I get where the, I get, I totally get where the, the logic comes in, but do you, do you guys feel like that's something that should have been tried? Do you feel like, or, or something else maybe? Oh, personally, I, <laughs> I was always of the opinion of, oh, fuck no, we're not doing that. Because <laughs> so much can go wrong, and there's like there's no Therian cell phone like, hey, Merrick, did you make it yet? So it's like, <laughs> to me, that was just like, no, no, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Did well, you as, I'm, I'm really sorry, uh, you as Avalan, you, mm-hmm. you voiced like a mild... Like a my like it was more like you handled it with more kid gloves. Is that because that's what Avalan would do, or do, do you feel like that's that's some Zach kind of bleed? It's like no, dude. Like just do you feel like that's something that was happening? Well, here's that's the thing though. Um, it's it's a it's a little half and half at the moment because the thing about Avalan is he he has changed from what he was uh, uh, two years ago, I believe. So it's like. Yeah, like things don't seem like something Avalyn would do, but that's that's the old Avalyn, you know. He's turned a new leaf. He's um he's grown, so I feel like this is this this was a great chance to really kind of take a step back and and uh try to be a, a party about it instead of just like pushing past and be like, "No, this is what I think." And because my character like because he's a little intimidating as a person, I can just use that and just like push my ideals forward so i was like no i'll just um i'll handle this with, with care i guess you could put it that way uh Bri, you were gonna say something i was gonna say i think in defense of jasper i think that he's from the mentality of like no bad ideas during a brainstorm right so he throws everything <laughs> at the wall like he's just here are all the things i can come up with and then even as he's saying things sometimes, he'll like list off an option and then go, Oh no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Avalan as a as a character seems to he does the Lego thing of like spilling everything on the table. It's like okay, but we probably won't need these pieces. And but he needs it all it seems like he needs it all on the table first to see what's a viable idea and what isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 one of those things that I, things so far have been going pretty well for Elrath in terms of making saving throws and stuff like that. Actually, exceptionally well. Um, yeah, it's not a question. I personally think it's the exact opposite. I really think so. I, I, I don't like the way it's going because yes, she was rolling well, but I, d- I didn't like the fact that she was looking okay. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not a good thing. I, I'm, I promise you, I'm no doctor, but like 
if I was a doctor, I would love my patient to show signs of what's wrong instead of coming to the office like, oh, I'm fine, but I feel terrible. Right. You know, well, like I, I, mean, I look fine. She could – okay, she could be feeling a lot worse. Yeah, Cause she, definitely. Because she hasn't been she, – she hasn't been failing roles and stuff. It's just – it's more – it's just like, oh, I feel under the weather. I mean, yeah, there's there's coughing and stuff like that, and there's that lung rattle. But, I mean, considering the state of the guy that you found, she's doing A-OK uh, so far. Um, Did anyone else have any thoughts about splitting the party? Um, It's it's not about splitting the party, but but more on um, Elorath. Uh, sort of going off of what Zach was saying... Um, I'm personally worried about Elrath not showing symptoms because I feel like that means it's like building up inside of her and like festering <laughs> and then exactly. one day she'll just you know roll a roll roll a low number and then she's like <laughs> immediately about to die because it's been like waiting for its chance to get her, you know? She there's actually Yeah, there's actually a question <laughs> about that later on in the show. I by the way, festering is such a great word. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> But she's been doing so well. I she I, has. I, I, I I kind of feel the exact opposite. I feel like there's gotta be a chance for her to beat this, right? So maybe she's just that sturdy of a she's a barbarian, isn't she? On paper? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. Maybe she's just a superhero. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe she's just like a sturdy ass, you know, halfling, and she just like can take it, and she's got a real strong immune system. She gonna beat this. Well, everyone's different, right? So yeah, yeah. Be, I mean, that could have been a thing where uh, we find out that her immune system just isn't very good, but she's physically strong. It could have been a th- so. Maybe initially she's going to beat this back and later on it wears at her. You never know. She might be strong through the entire thing and show no signs of an illness. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it's only time's going to tell. We have recorded uh, next month's session for Group C, but we're not talking about that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't it be cool not to speculate? Wouldn't it be cool if it turned out like she was the... Um, she like carried the antibody or whatever to like cure this friggin' thing, you know? Ooh. Like, what if she was like, it turned out okay, and then you know she like needed to be studied because she actually could like turn back the virus or something. Like right, that. that would be cool too. So, so in, <laughs> instead of her flesh falling off, we vivisect her. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I say, science science doesn't progress without vivisection. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's not shocking coming from you. Uh, monkeys, <laughs> monkeys, monkeys, halflings, or mice, whatever. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to mice. Gonna, uh, still don't know what happens. <laughs> uh, moving on. So, Group C finds a pair of twins fight, fist fighting uh, alongside the road. Uh, and that would be uh, Norman and Shep Dag. Um, now, last names. <laughs> initially, I, I got to ask Group C, what, what did you kind of make of this initially? Like, um, did, did, was it just kind of, uh, just, oh, it's just a family dispute or was it, was it something, a little, did it feel like something you should be getting involved in? I guess. Is the no, no, no. Listen, Avalyn already told you what the deal was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just natural law. It's just. 
it's 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 a little how I feel in real life too. That's just I, like that's a little bit of Zach right there. Just, there has to be one. I saw Highlander a bit too many times as a child, you know. Oh shit! You know, Jasper does actually have twins, right? <laughs> hey, that's his problem. <laughs> he has twins for now. That's the yes. <laughs> Soon he will have twin. <laughs> one super one super child. Yeah, dude, That's- I think as far as Clara was concerned, like, she saw a family dispute that would just stay, like, a fist fight. Because, you know, people are good. <laughs> good, nice people who don't do bad things. Some people are good. It, okay, uh, after the dispute, because for those of you who didn't get a chance to listen but are still here, um, essentially, this broke down into uh, a, a pretty big fist fight. Um, both parties, uh, Norman seemed to be just taking the beating, um, and not necessarily enjoying it, but just trying to show that he didn't get to him. And Shep was talking to the group as if this weren't something for anyone to get involved with. He, he has yeah. it basically. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like at first everyone kind of thought it was almost a comical thing of just like, oh, two brothers fighting. Right. Then we figured out what they were fighting about. Mm-hmm. It was less comical immediately. Which was? But, like, it was still between them. Um, for those of you at home who didn't listen, Norman and Shep are identical twins. And Norman slept with Shep's wife with that while she was under the impression that he was Shep. Yes. So that's really fucked up. Yes. Like, incredibly fucked up. So that made it less funny instantly. It went from like, (laughs) ha ha, cute, funny, oh god, no. (laughs) Oh, this is about rape. Concern us. Yeah. 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 Because, like, okay, well, Shep's winning this fight, and, like, obviously we'll split it up if it, like, gets really bad, but whatever. Like, let them have at it. Then the next part happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. There was, there was a lot of uh, really unfortunate and unfair self-blaming on your part for like, cause you, you were, uh, you didn't like the fact that you didn't, you know, pat them both down before like they really got into it. But I honestly believe if we would have left them without doing anything, they would have eventually been in the same situation, whether it be a day or a week, you know. So mm-hmm. it was eventually going to happen. But I, I can and, totally see that from Clara's point of view, though, because it's like yeah. she intervened, but like, like, like I just be like constantly thinking back, like if I intervene just a little bit more, maybe he wouldn't yeah. be dead. Like that sucks. It was kind of a situation of, well, they're brothers, and they'll work this out. Mm-hmm. Not realizing for those of you at home who didn't hear it, uh, Norman, after getting his ass kicked for a little while, drew out his dagger and just murdered his brother in cold blood. And I think Clara in her mind, she knew that there was a point when Norman put his hand on the hilt of his dagger, but she thought that there was no way he'd ever actually use it because this was just a fist fight. It was just a domestic disturbance. Why would you? And then it happened. And I think, I I think that she just blames herself a lot for that because she knew he had a dagger. It wasn't even a hidden dagger or anything. Hmm. It was just a situation she had never been around people who would just murder for no reason. I gotta, I gotta ask, um, I, this is opened up to everybody here, but what do you hope happens to Norman? <clears throat> Jail? 
<laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's 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 all that can happen, right? Either either he gets jailed or he hangs, right? That's it's about it. He's he's been caught red-handed. Um, the sheriff knows he did it. Hey, he, he he can only accept his fate, right? And it seems like he's sort of him and his brother probably are sort of troublemakers anyway. Um, cause you know, immediately, what was his name? Terry. He like, Oh no, what did you do now? Right. Oh, your brother's dead. Oh man, what did you do? Like he wasn't exactly surprised about it. Yeah. I, I didn't get the impression that, um, that the dead brother was necessarily that bad. It was just as far as Norman goes, it wasn't that shocking. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we know what the Bible has to say about brother killing brother. <laughs> He he is banished yeah. <laughs> from the land. I'm just saying we have he is sent we have out a of thing. Canaan. We have a thing on DNR so far. There's a certain <laughs> thing that happens to most rapists. I just hope it happens. I just <laughs> that, that seems perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> yeah. I I was I'm still um I'm still feeling out characters, uh, a lot of the new characters, and I didn't That's a know... phrase you should avoid after we use uh, yeah. well, okay. <laughs> we have an intense discussion about rape. Hey-o. My uh-huh. my point being, I'm I'm not sure which one of you would be more an eye for an eye type, or which one of you would be more uh, justice for the sake of justice type. Like, well, he goes to jail, he broke the law, that type of thing. Uh and that's that's why I was asking. Um Oh yeah, Clara thinks he should go to da- jail. Okay. Brianna thinks right. You should get the Darmok treatment. <laughs> it's not uh, so it, something that kind of fell by the wayside because we were very focused on Norman as an individual, but it was revealed that he's a member of the Fang. Yes, yeah. mm. which, which has come up a shocking? few times. Um, I didn't really anticipate the 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 fang kind of coming in in such a big way so quickly but they've come up a few times on the show and even in the uh even in the patreon game uh, a little bit so how how do you guys feel about that do you feel like they're going to be a larger threat or just kind of a casual nuisance do, you, do how how are you feeling about them so far when uh I first heard you um, in the episode, Jason, describe it's like, you know, he's got this, you know, red armband, you know, on it. I'm like, I know that from something. <laughs> Wait a second. I had to think, I like paused the podcast and had to think about it for a while. I'm like, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, these guys like, are like roaches. But this, popping this up all has over all the place. been in like the East, right? Uh, yeah, so far. So, I mean, it might not necessarily, like, it's all been in sort of around the same area. Like, it might just seem like they're a lot more than they actually are. I guess we're going to find out a bit more. And we're going to talk about them uh, a little more when we get to the Group B episodes, um, specifically nine. But we're, we're I want to talk more about that in just a bit. I also saw Mac... Uh, comment in the chat. Uh, Jason has a way of turning uh, casual fistfights <laughs> into st- a stabbing, uh, a brutal stabbing. Um, I do not know what you're talking about, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Kaluna asked for it. Um, <laughs> uh, so Group C ends up taking uh, taking Norman into Whitehedge. And I believe the original intent was just like, okay, let's just drop 
this douchebag off at the authorities and and walk away. And it kind of turned into an accidental bounty hunt where uh, there was, a, you know, uh, Merrick kind of uh, acts as if it's like, oh, yeah, we're, yeah, the bounty, of course. That's what that type of thing. That was so fucking clever and funny. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I like that one. If you guys had more time, uh, a, a time to hang out in Whitehedge and explore, um, what, what do you think you would have done? I think we would, I mean, as a group, we would obviously um, see uh, Norman's fake through, probably. That would have happened. Um I think, I think because of uh, how how that kind of um, divulged, that would have really took everyone's attention. I believe they would have seen this guy uh, hang. I think that would have happened, honestly. Hmm. Is the mere uh, fact that? Uh, oh, sorry. No, go right ahead. Uh, the mere fact that uh, we we had to keep moving so quickly kind of um, halted our attention towards this guy, even though he, he did some heinous shit. And if, uh, the sheriff probably gave us some time, we could have, um, actually found out some valuable information about the Fang because, um, if I, if I remember correctly, he, uh, um, Norman, was he, was he dead when we, when we tied him up? Shep? Shep was dead. Norman, Norman was very much alive. Oh, we, we 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 captured him alive. Yeah, yeah, we captured. Oh, we yeah. kill him. Yeah, we captured him alive. Remember, because uh, he he was mean to Clara. He was racist at Clara. <laughs> oh yeah, on the I'm back of the horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that was phrase, yeah. What was it? Was a gutter elf? Was that the one? Uh, dirt gutter, elf. Dirt that was elf. Really good. Gutter elf. Yeah, the, those are get used to those because uh, there are That's, some. We were talking about that actually, and. One of the things that's going to be hard to balance is that Clara's probably been dealing with that her whole life. So the rest of the group came forward really upset, and she was kind of more like, eh, "I've heard it." Right. It's there's um so there's something that popped up in uh uh on the on the Patreon game, and it was asked in a living in Theria uh, on Patreon. If you go to Patreon.com/slash/dandr, you can hear it. Uh, but people were asking about the fall of the Overwatch, and they were asking if. There are still like pockets of really like kind of the Overwatch shall rise again type of people, right? And there are, and they're awful, <laughs> and they're out uh, there. The um, alt over Overwatch. Exactly. <laughs> God, I remember when this city was all humans? Yep, that's, that's when things made sense. And that's the thing. A lot of those people. Uh, there's some people who are sticking it out and are in the city and are just fighting the good fight, quote unquote. And then there are some people who it's like, this isn't my city anymore. And they left and they, they're just kind of racist at the world in general. Um, and that's, that's something that those are going to be the worst of the worst. And that will be a thing eventually, um, where Clara and, and other people are going to run into them. Um, and I'm really anxious to see. How parties are going to deal with that? Probably negatively, but I mean, if there's a really large pack of them, or if they're, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. I like how there's been a lot of racism stuff on, on different levels across all the groups. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, I mean, 
it's not something I prefer to focus on, but yeah. like it's impossible to not at a certain point. But it's also it's really interesting to see like how like like it differs between like um, largely human culture and then the orc culture and stuff. So that's kind of neat. Well, the thing I think about Theria right now is like um, on the mainland, there's there's no huge war going on, right? So there's a lot more people just going where they want instead of worrying about oh. There could be a warforged waiting around that corner or something like that. So there's more interaction between races. So, of course, you're going to have racism there. And as that's long as you I think. avoid the big dragon in, Od- in uh, Odyssea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to shelve some problems, right? <laughs> Just deal with that. You don't later. discriminate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're like level three. That's not our job yet. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the dragon like, uh... is probably the less racist. Eat anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like people in the chat like not Twitter Rowan was saying that the whole bounty hunter thing was like you doing something in a Fallout game and mm-hmm. like like out in the world and then you <laughs> accidentally like run into the quest giver and they're like oh hey thanks for bringing in a womp rat pelts and you're like oh, okay yes you're right <laughs> so people are talking about in the chat I just want to say that it's not fair that, that group C gets to run into all the hot ladies I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> they're two for two and it's we I'm, we are two for two we got we got um oh man what was the blind lady's name again jordana got jordana and then we got shella right after that oh. like we've had all the best <laughs> i mean i'd rather date terry but i think he might have a wife because he does have a daughter <laughs> but like Dude, as, as soon as like jason described it as being a bit overweight i'm like i can just see Bree in the chat yeah. right now like <laughs> I'm just glad uh, we don't record so in the same thirsty. room. I just—that's <laughs> oh, no. all. I just—it's uh, just. <laughs> These jeggings have plenty of room for a hand. It's great. <laughs> I do <not> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Get it. That's—I I did want to ask really quickly. Um, <clears throat> general opinions about uh, Terry and Shella. Just, uh, just on the—you didn't get a real chance to interact with them all that much, but. Mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to getting uh, getting a chance to flesh out towns and stuff again, and that's something we're actually getting to do because there's no you're not racing against the clock like we were towards the end of arc one. Right. That time, like it's unfortunate because right now we kind of are just a like tiny we can't bit. chill out because of LRF's thing, the selfish thing that she's doing right yeah, now. Just being um, sick. <laughs> I, the worst. But that's a thing that's either going to, you're either going to cure her or she's going to die horrifically pretty quickly. Like, thank God. You know? <laughs> I should, no. no, no, I really want her to live. LRF's my bestie. Um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I wish we had had time to hang out with Terry and Shella because they seemed really cool. I like the father daughter sheriffing duo, they seem really neat. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, uh, at the end of episode seven, um, you, you had the option of continuing on to Brightport, um, or trying to essentially get to own a call, which would be a shorter trip, but you know less about the city, right? Um, and eventually you guys decided on, on a call, just sort of banking on them having, having a cure or, or, or some sort of answer. How, ooh, is, how, how, Zach, please go ahead. Oh, you heard that. I did hear that. <laughs> uh, wise word to chat. Don't bank. That's all I got to say. 
Don't bank on anything. Just uh, don't take your chances. That's all I got to say. That's, oh, that I was, was an like, oopsie. Don't like open a checkings account or something. <laughs> don't, don't, don't trust don't banks. Bank. No, yeah. All the money goes in a mattress. Don't, <laughs> don't trust them. I too, I, be, be especially careful. This is, uh, let's just say, uh, uh, we, um, we 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 took a wrong turn to Albuquerque. Put it that way. That was, <laughs> was shouldn't have did that. That's, that's oh, that's a thing. Um, that a, a little teaser for you guys out there. Obviously, um, uh, Group C has to trek through the wastes to get to own a call, and that's something that no group has had to really delve into. Group two got the closest. They did go through the waste, but they had a guide the entire time to avoid all the pitfalls and dangers. Group C does not. Yeah. I'm so scared for you guys. Cause I was like, it's like, man, that sounds really cool to go to on a call, but man, trekking through desert with no preparation for doing that. <laughs> Just like, I, I really hope that it doesn't go that badly. The thing, I feel dumb because before <laughs> we sat down to record, I was like, yeah, guys, we're going to be going through a swamp, so it's all wet and hot here right now. Oh, no! Because <laughs> I, I thought the wastes were a, st- a swamp because I'm a fucking moron. Oh, no. <laughs> I got I got my whole world mixed up for a moment. <laughs> so we sat down. It's like, no, a, no, like the opposite of that, though. <laughs> like the complete opposite. Well, your character is, she's from the Underdark, right? Like, maybe she yeah. just, like, thinks deserts are swamps. And, like, she, like, got it mixed up. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I just imagine like up their water bottles, and she's like, "Guys, we'll be fine. There's plenty of water." <laughs> <laughs> Your swamps up here, right? Your swamps are weird up here. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that, I just imagine like Shrek in all desert entire attire, like who's in my swamp? <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the dunes. I'm kind oh. of excited f- to hear that because that was like a super yeah. left turn listening to it. Yeah. I was like, whoa, they're going to what? And it was like really exciting to hear that. And plus, like um, like Merrick knows – Merrick at least knows somebody there like or at least knows of someone there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be really interesting. I, was re- I thought that was a really cool left turn. It was like, whoa. And it's – um. It's a place we, we talked about it as we were recording the episode that'll be that'll be coming out next month. We, we haven't been there in four years, like real time. Like we have not been to own a call in four years, um, which is kind of amazing. I really can't wait to re-explore it, and it's obviously completely changed. But that'll be a really cool new toy for uh, for everybody to play with. I'm also super curious to see the Aladrin. Yeah. And if you haven't really mm-hmm. met a large group of them, mm-hmm. like speaking of racism, it's like, yeah. that, that could be interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I already, I already yeah. told Jason, like, I'm ready for them to be racist at me. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and that's, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going <laughs> to, the, the, the Aladrin are a really funny race to me because like, <laughs> I put it in the perspective of, like, there's someone who just, like, they live in a really shitty neighborhood, and they just, like, packed all their shit, and just, like, before they left, they they flipped off all their neighbors, like, oh, fuck you, we're going to a nicer place. They get there and live there for, like, a year, and then they get kicked back down, (laughs) and now they're back. So it's going to be really interesting how how they're going to act, because if I'm not mistaken, Jason, most of the the legend are people who, who, uh, who didn't die. 
right? How did, they're not how just did... like <laughs> well, like, they're, they're not, not just like a new generation of uh, Eladrin. Right? Oh yeah, no, these are these are the ones that were living in Odyssey a hundred years ago. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah they they are, and that's the biggest thing. Uh, I before we even started this arc, trying to explain that to everybody, it's like okay, well imagine. Imagine being a hundred years removed from your time. Like, imagine communicating with somebody who's from, you know, the, 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 you know, like the, the, the old, like turn of the century type stuff, like way back in the day. Like, they wouldn't understand any technology that we have, any, you know, any modern medicine, anything like that. And in a fantasy world, it's a little different, but they, they wouldn't understand any of the new, the, the, the new city cultures that have popped up. Any, like, uh, the, the, the fact that, um, cultures aren't as divided as they used to be would be kind of, it would shake them a bit, I would imagine. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be really crazy to, to get that back on the show. And it's, it's something I've been waiting for for a long time and, and it's gonna be really cool. <clears throat> Um, they, have, they, they have some good leadership too, right? I mean, they've got Dagon to at least like help bring them into the new century. Yeah, we'll get to it. Oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, and that that was pretty much the end of episode seven. Um, episode eight. Let's let's jump to group B. Let's talk about some group B because. What we wanted to do was catch Group B up, obviously. Um, Karen was very selfish, had a baby, and then we, we, we didn't get to record for a couple of months. Uh, so we wanted to, we wanted to obviously catch them up, and we got, <laughs> we sure did. We, <laughs> we got a chance to catch them up over the, uh, over the course of August here. Uh, so Good Samaritans, which was the eighth episode of Arc 2. Uh, Group B had a chance to meet Tatiana's family. Uh, to- <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Karen. <laughs> uh, Tatiana gets outed as a criminal to her folks. Uh, that was be- fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, they helped a woman alongside the road uh, whose cart was stuck in mud. And uh, they met uh, they met Vincent DeLorne uh, from one of the houses uh, in Brightport. So let's jump right in with meeting one of the kindest, sweetest families that I think we've had on the show up till now. And that's uh, that's Tatiana's folks. Um, oh, I love them. I love them so much. I want them to adopt me. That was one of those things I was really worried about, honestly, because uh, Jamie has Jamie. Like, okay, little little. Let me pull back the curtain for everybody at home. Everybody who is on the show has to write uh, a, a pretty <laughs> substantial backstory for their character. Um, some people go above and beyond. Some people have whole spreadsheets, <laughs> Kelsey, and lots of. <laughs> Whoa, you can put on blast, Kelsey. <laughs> this I, is, I am very aware. <laughs> this is not my first rodeo with Kelsey. We have done no. this a few times. Um, I, but the, some people go like they they have all their family, and I need that information. So. <clears throat> Uh, so I can, I, I can have that incorporated in story stuff. Like if you, if you come from a certain town and you guys go to that town, I need to be ready to populate that town with your family. Otherwise it's going to get real awkward real quick. I, okay. I'm already seeing things in the chat. I want to talk about that in just a moment, but 
Um, so Jamie sends uh, this Google Doc of, of the family and gives a breakdown. And I'm like, okay, I want to do this justice because she keeps describing them as very sweet, very reassuring and nurturing. And I I was really worried at the time that that wasn't going to come through or that wasn't going to get uh, pulled off in the way Jamie was interpreted. And that's, that's a worry I always get when someone hands me a character. It's like, okay, do it like this. And it's like, was that good enough? Was that what you had in your head? Because I can't, I can't read your mm-hmm. mind. Um, but Jamie liked it. Jamie, Jamie thought uh, thought it was fine. So that's good. Yeah, they. I, I think they were portrayed as really warm people. And like, even when even when Daniel was like slightly perturbed about having no pie, it was still like really endearing. I can't you know? believe none of you bought him pie. I, <laughs> I sent Jason a message. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? They didn't even give him a new pie. What the fuck? <laughs> that may connect to the Terry thing from earlier, but I don't think so. That was just rude. <laughs> was I know. Inst- really upset. Instead, we're like, here, mail this thing for me. <laughs> Do my legwork. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for letting us crash. Now, can you mail my postcards? <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the entire show, and it was it was fantastic, was. The moment when you were saying goodbye and he mumbled like, she makes good pie, too. And then Braylon was like, what's that? And he goes, I like pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. Oh, my God. I think it's I think Group B is just a dick when it comes to food. I don't think they mean to be. Yeah. Because that mm-hmm. is uh, who. OK, wait, who said it? OK, God. Um, yeah, it did come up in the chat. It was it was like first the pounce and claw and then this like that's the only two food interactions they've had. Both times kind of a dick. <laughs> Maybe I we're mean, just always hungry. Braylon, though. <laughs> Bra- I, I think Bra- I think I, I think Alex leads the charge in that. And I, I love him for it because it's so to his character, you know, it, <laughs> and it's really great. Oh my god! Um, but could we could we for a second just talk about uh, Calden just just straight up snitching like that because that yes. that struck a nerve with me personally. I I have friends in real life who have done that intentionally just for the laugh. So like seeing that on action, I'm just like oh oh. <laughs> for those of you who haven't heard the episode yet, um, Tatiana was imprisoned. Uh, for a while in Brightport and had recently got out. Now, obviously, her family was very concerned, and um, I, I forget the excuse that Tatiana gave. It was like, yeah, I've been out. I've been really busy. I'm sorry. Calden almost instantly yeah. <laughs> just rats, just Fuck it. Just, just turns on her really good. It just go like state's evidence switch. real quick. <laughs> yeah. Just, just. <laughs> and Tatiana didn't even try. Like I, I, there was like a split second. It's like, that's not what I said. I didn't say incarcerate. I said, but, and I, because if the way Jamie described, uh, Sarah, which is Tatiana's mother is being pretty perceptive. It's like, nope, she's not buying that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I like how you said lacerations. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's so much better. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. whole thing just comes from like you know, like Jamie and and Alex and I. We we've, we've played you know we played together in group two, so like we're all just like very comfortable with each other, and we know sort of we know sort of like what to we you know we we know sort of like how to pass the ball to each other, mm-hmm. and I think even in that episode you can hear like. Like Alex is like, if you weren't gonna do what I was, like we were both like, assumed, <laughs> yep. like we were both waiting to throw Jamie under the bus because because we knew that we could do that, you know, we knew that that would be fun and like, um, 
it would be good. And like even even in that scene, like Alex is like like Calden starts to backpedal and, and Braylon's is like, This is the part I love when he just like slaps <laughs> like a fish out of water. Like we're we're I think that's just because we're just like comfortable doing that. We've got that sort of rhythm, you know. I I was I, also really tired that night. Oh like, yeah, I, that was the episode. Was a little you were punchy, so I might have been like <laughs> <laughs> I felt yeah. I, I know for a fact that that wasn't I, I know Jamie was going to hold that back. It's like, ah, yeah, we'll get to it one day. The fact I, that's one of the rare occasions where it's like, oh, I wish we were playing at the same table, like physically, because I wanted to see Jamie's <laughs> face when you did that. <laughs> I, cause I, I, she would murder you with a glaze, with a gaze. Like I know she would do it. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to see that face cause it's like, I know she wasn't planning for that. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of mm-hmm. felt bad, but I love the scene and it's, it's kind of cool that, you kind of pull the bandaid off the double life thing so quickly because you find out that her folks are infinitely patient and understanding. Sweet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't even yeah. ask why she went to jail. Yep. They just asked if she was okay. And so just, oh, oh, right. I, I think they would naturally assume it's like, well, it probably wasn't your fault. You were you know, that type of thing. Like, I don't think they would naturally assume that she did something bad on purpose. Yeah, and I mean, Jamie's a good sport like that. Like that's what's oh, cool. Totally. It's like you know, we we knew we could sort. We we knew we could do that, and it wasn't. It, it was all out of love. It's all out of love. It's not mm. because we were trying to mess with anyone. Yeah, totally. It was a great scene, though. Oh, don't. Yeah, dude. I'm. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not angry with how that turned out at all. I thought. I thought it was great. Um, glaze. I did say glaze. Glare and gaze. It's it's glaze. Uh, I want to go back to something because I have seen it a ton uh, on Discord uh, when that when that episode came out. I have noticed a correlation with the nicer, uh, specifically family, the nicer they are, the quicker people will jump to the oh well, like countdown till they're dead. (laughs) Does everyone feel that way, or is it is it something do you feel is that that that's just natural for people to assume that or? Do I have a reputation on on the show of doing that I, to people? I, I think it's I think it's because there's stakes, right? Like when mm-hmm. you have a connection to the world, then you have stakes in in that in that world. It's the same with like yeah, like offering to kill uh, or not offering to kill um, when the black hand like threatens to kill Aerolove's mom. You know, like Lady right. Grimness. Like it's it's. I think people jump. I think people jump on that because they see that there's stakes involved now. Like there's something to protect. There's something to um, to create uh, sorrow. And yeah, I don't think you have a reputation so much. I think you have a reputation of building stakes in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's. I think that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm also, seeing... I think there's a historical double whammy that people remember pretty hardcore too. That... Right. <laughs> I, I, I see. Okay. There I'm... have been loving, like familial characters who have lived way past when most people thought. Not only like were they going to die, but like have kind of transcended the odds. Which is Malchus and um, our love's mom. Like yeah. she's still okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and everyone thought she would die because she was sweet. Yep, but like she's one of my other favorite NPCs too. Sorry, it's hard to remember that when like Patrick and Fee's mom went down so hard together. But that's the thing; I never see anything about Patrick. Uh, Fee's mom hit everybody really hard. I've noticed, but they forget that Patrick was a dad. I think. 
Because um, I see yeah. daughter right before he died. It meant a lot to me. And here's the thing. I, I understand Fee's mom hit everybody very hard. I understand that. That was 160 episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, she just hung a couple of, Jason. Just a, <laughs> that I was... Jason. I, I know. I know Her. she did. I did the sound effects. I was <laughs> 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 you bastard! <laughs> and it sucks. It's just I, I, I don't forget. I see in the chat. But yeah, there have been NPCs that uh, there. There have been a lot of like either um, familial types of NPCs that have lived, and uh, you okay? Uh, you see someone like Julie, who is a sister to uh, to a PC, kinda, and. Um, she lived, uh, again, Tessia, um, like stuff like that. Like it, it, you do see them live, but I think people focus, tend to focus a little on the negative. Um, when it comes to. I also to- think it's a common trope in ever, like, I remember a long time ago, and I'm not trying to bring this discussion back up. It's not a, it's <laughs> sure. not a debate I'm trying to start. No, we I talked about. I didn't like Logan because I felt like every part of it was emotional manipulation. Right. That is a trope in all media now is like when you see a nice family, it's likely something terrible is going to happen to them to build the stakes. Like that's, right. that's not a DNR thing. Right. That's a every piece of media thing now. So now people are expecting it all the time, like right. Game of Thrones or Game like of Thrones is a great you, example. Yeah. Game yeah, of Thrones is a huge example in fantasy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just the thing people say now. Because they're so used to it in all other media too. <laughs> it's, it's 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 empathy, right? Like I, even there's a there's an episode of uh, Venture Brothers that sort of spoofs that. You know, there's like the the henchmen are going out and they're with the new number one henchman, and they're like, we just watched like, that. Yeah, and he's like, don't you know, like, don't call me Henry. My name is Scott or whatever. And they're like, yeah. oh no, man. See, now I'm. The- <laughs> that's all that is. You just made empath. Like now I'm just gonna be holding you in my arms. Like, oh, no, Scott. <laughs> like it's it's lampooned in that way, Bree. You're, I think you're yeah. you're onto something there. I do. I, that's that's kind of why I request that everyone <clears throat> everyone fill that out. And it's like, okay, well, where is your family? Are they alive? Are they there? And it's not because I want bargaining chips later on <laughs> to apply pressure. It's because I I want everyone to have a family, or uh, at least to have had a family, so that we get that across. So it doesn't seem so foreign when we run into people like like Daniel and Sarah. But yeah, it's 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 definitely it's it's definitely something I've seen a lot of, and it's I I I'm trying to bring it up a little more. It's like, hey, these people are alive. This is positive. This is okay. You know that type of thing. Well, uh, I kind of oh sorry, go ahead. Um, I think. Like maybe a- another reason that you know everyone expects him to die is is uh, just because of the nature of the world and a fantasy mm-hmm. world and theory in general that you know you have to be tough and um, you know willing to fight and do this and that like just to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think. You know, it's like, oh, they're going to get walked all over. Like, they're going to be dead soon. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, I, oh, go ahead. I, I, well, I was going to say, I actually think you should lean into it. Um, and <laughs> the reason why is there's, um, there's, a, there's a game designer named uh, Vincent Baker 
who um, designed a game called Apocalypse World, which I'm sure if a, a lot of people, if they're playing tabletop games, they probably heard of it. And, and right. if you haven't, you should definitely pick it up and and read it because um, a, a lot of independent publishers have like made games based off the system and off these rules. It's a really good game, but one of the things that st- like one of the things that's written for GM specifically is look at things through crosshairs. And it's a really good piece of advice for running a game or for even for being a player, like, because it's looking at things that like the nice things that you build, the nice NPCs, the nice towns, the nice, uh, the, the pretty little things that happen, like consider destroying them, consider killing them, like consider just ending them. Um, because what that does an apocalypse world is sort of like based on like an apocalyptic setting so they right. kind of you know they want to destroy everything but i think that carries through to all games because the idea is um don't put things on a pedestal like it makes things interesting to to take these things away and ultimately doing that will make stakes in the story that you are telling and that's always the most more interesting thing yeah i think there's also though a point where it just gets to be too much because if, right. if every good thing and every like thing that you love that you have just gets taken away, then what's the point? Like well, you have well, to balance, you have to balance it. Well, right. And you have to, you, you, you set a tone for, uh, you set a tone for the story you're telling, right? Like in, in a, in a light comedy, like the things that are taken away aren't like people, you know, they might be people's lives, but it might be like a career or like a relationship or something. But, um, you know, in a, in a, like an apocalypse setting that could very well be like a community or things like that. So yeah, right. tone is very important. You're right, Kelsey. Well, I, I like to put it like this. <clears throat> I, I did think it was very important early on to show that those things could happen. Bad things could happen to characters. No one is off limits. Nothing. And that, that goes for my characters, your characters, the world, whole towns, all of it. Everything is up for grabs. That being said, it is an entire world. And if you, you only show the negative, you only show bad things happening. You start to get a sense of like, how do people live here? Like, why do yeah. people live? What, why? So I think if you, if you pan back and look at, Theory as a whole, uh, the Alar, the continent right now, um, there are tens and tens of thousands of people who are left completely untouched. We'll never know the horrors that uh, adventuring parties face every single day on the road because they they live in safe little towns and cities and they they mm-hmm. keep themselves like Tatiana's family will never know. Uh, th- 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 we'll never watch an ice pick get shoved through a bandit's face. That they'll never see that. That's that. That will never be a, a portion of their life. Just walking down the wrong alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Or you know, come out for a cup of tea late at night. <laughs> but they'll, that's more. They'll, that's right. more of a rat killing thing. But still, <laughs> they'll never know that because that's just not their thing. But um, Group B does get on the road, uh, and that is we're going to talk about disguises and all that in just just a bit. <laughs> Um, but you guys basically, uh, you resupplied at Tatiana's, uh, folks' house and you got a good night's sleep and you headed out on the road, um, to find the Fang. Um, you, you ended up helping a young lady named Camilla, uh, on the side of the road. And mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. a prime example because you guys all approached this, this, uh, this lady like it was a trap. Which, mm-hmm. 
I guess is an intelligent way to approach any situation. Kind of keep your head on the swivel. Um, did you, did you deep down think it was a trap? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to, not to meta game, but I think all of us, we, we were, and we were joking about it a little bit. Like, um, like this is one of those things where the, the facade of niceness is just that a facade and what what lurks underneath what lurks in that cart is is the is something not good um uh you know it was a like a misdirect basically but um that's gamer knowledge and player knowledge so dude <laughs> was it- i can't tell you how much it killed me just listening to it that no one looked in the cart and then especially what happened afterwards i'm just like I'm never gonna know. This is just gonna say. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I it, die. It killed <laughs> me too. Because like, as it's driving away, I think I say, I think I said something like, "Oh, can I take a peek in the car?" Oh no, there's a tarp over, it, and it's gone. All right, well, I guess we're, <laughs> I guess we're on our way. God, was... It's the fucking sinkhole in the river all over again. I mm. can't even handle it. Except this is even worse because it would have taken like a second. It's not like. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I was thinking about that, but if like, uh, I mean, I don't think Calden would have. But like, it, like if you if it was if it, like someone came up to your car right and you were like stuck and they were like, hey, so uh, you look like you need some help, and they're just sort of like looking in your windows and like yeah yeah checking your <laughs> tires, like that's kind of sketchy a little bit. And I was like, I don't think we'd do that necessarily. Can I? Okay, Valerie. Yes. You had a real problem with her asking for help. <laughs> Do you Did remember? I, I'm, I'm going to try to remember. I, I, I totally agree with Val on this one. Do you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you acted like her asking for help was an admission of guilt immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like her trying to get her cart out of the mud was the mm-hmm. rudest, shittiest thing a person has ever done. Well, I don't. I don't think it was... That that got to me. I think it was her asking for help to help her up specifically. She, she was right, stuck in when, the you, when, when you need help, you never ask for help. Stiff up a lip. In the phrasing that... I believe I've legitimately seen Valerie tell Jason to lift her up so she could reach something. <laughs> I believe this is true. Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. Has Valerie not done that? I can't remember. I don't. Valerie has has also called in Jason from across the house to come get rid of a spider that was That's true. That is true. I didn't then suspect a trap, Valerie. <laughs> Wait, you would have eaten the spider otherwise? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I would have been able to take care of it. Jason, come Jason. pick up this spider and put it in my mouth. <laughs> Oh, our little Renfield. <laughs> Gross, Val. Why would you do that? It's Why so do you eat spiders, Valerie? Just... <laughs> oh, my God. I, no, I just, that was something of, I'm, I'm used to, uh, I'm used to parties being a little, um, I guess treating characters like that, like suspect, if someone is truly in need of help, or tri- like, I guess maybe it was a combination of you guys meeting Tatiana's family and them being so nice. Maybe you were just waiting for the other shoe to drop, where it's like, okay, but something's got to be a trap. But that that just struck me as so weird. It's like, why do you, like, 
I understand you thinking it was a trap. It's her asking for help was the like it's like nope. See that's 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 trap talk right there. <laughs> I think just in in my mind it was very odd that so like this woman by herself would ask for help from a group of obviously armed adventurers. Right. Like that was kind of the, the thing. Thing like like to me that that would seem like the type of people you would want to avoid if you were like a normal person. Like Because right. like chances are they're not going to have your best interest at heart. Oh, that's a good point. So, like specifically well, ask for help from people like that seemed to me like that was like huh see i, I think i always think I mean, of it she's like, probably the antichrist we all know but whatever <laughs> guys, okay this is a stretch you guys could get into the men in black there's a scene in men in black where like they're shooting all the fake aliens to try to get into it <laughs> and will smith doesn't shoot any of the aliens but instead he shoots the 10 year old girl Oh, and right, like, she's doing well, she had textbooks, so yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, late yeah. at night, and there's all these monsters. Clearly, she's evil. That's yeah. exactly who you are. <laughs> None of us are that <laughs> perceptive. Fail <laughs> 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 that outright. I, 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 would get to the Men in Black, and the rest of us would have our minds wiped. <laughs> <laughs> Agent V. The other thing too is like we're trying to stay, or at least uh, like at least called in. Like we're trying to stay anonymous a little bit. Like we've got secret names and like we don't want people to know where we are so like when people are coming by us it's like mm, side eye when you specifically asked her to, to keep you guys anonymous of like so, so, so basically like in my mind I was thinking you're just telling her that the information right. is valuable what are you doing <laughs> that was interesting to me it's like it's, that was it's like here's some leverage over us yeah <laughs> like it doesn't but no I I, I yeah. again <laughs> It was not crazy. a lot of sleep. <laughs> just like, oh my gosh. Like that's one of the things like I, I probably would have done like something similar in the moment, but like listening and in, in retrospect, just like, Oh my God. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, is like, we're like, we're, we're passing the, we're, we're passing the ball back and forth, you know, right. we're like playing with each other. So like we pick up on these things and we're like taking it and like, Oh, okay. And here you go. And like giving it back. So Oh no, totally. I, I that I'm just I'm not pointing out flaws. It's more like, oh, okay, that's that's it, it sometimes it's curious listening to um certain decisions. Speaking of Camilla. Camilla enters your life very quickly and then leaves <laughs> just as quickly on the road. And that's pretty much where you run into Vincent Delorne, who um a bit later you run into on the road. Who probably doesn't make the best impression with the group? Little, little haughty, little full of himself. What were your impressions of the guy? Because he's clearly looking for Camilla. Who's this douche? Actually, you know what I thought. You know what I thought initially was it was um, Malchus for some reason. Because I think you like you said that he was like a tiefling man, like finely dressed. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, is this Malchus coming down the road at us? But it quickly <laughs> turned out not to be. But um, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I thought initially. There's only one tiefling that, that isn't poor in Daria. We all know that. No, I'm joking. Well, I mean, he had the he had like an entourage <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a flair yeah. for presentation. I was like, right. That's that oh, sounds like Malchus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there were a bad guy in this situation, who do you think it is? Vincent. No. Vincent. <laughs> I, you guys both think it's Vincent. That's interesting. That's See, so weird that you suspected her so hard and then immediately decided she was innocent when you met the dude that was chasing her. 
Well, we it wasn't so much of uh, of feeling like she was off the hook, but just he was a dick, and so how can we? <laughs> See, I, I'm, absolute, I'm absolutely of, of the opinion that, like, like <laughs> she is a nice person. He's a douchebag. He is in the right in this situation. Like, that's like, like, like those Kelsey two, on this one. I think she things, she took yeah. something, or I think that she did something terrible. Yeah, and yeah. she needs to be arrested. That, that's what well, I'm, yeah. I mean, and we were joking about that too. And like, it's it's the misdirect, you know. But like. Uh, and we were talking about it, like, I think Alex and I were, were mentioning it to Jason when on the call, you know, we're like, this sounds like some, this sounds like some misdirect fallout shit mm-hmm. going on. <laughs> but again, like, yeah, like, we just kind of, like, play, you know, we were trying to, like, play it how, how we were play it and, exactly. yeah, trying like- to, trying to stay low key, so... Right. And like I was even thinking at the time, it's like yeah, like Kelsey me thinks this, but if I were in that situation playing Aster, Aster totally would have hated this snobby rich dude. Right. So like, yeah, right. yeah. Like, I totally get like the character stuff coming from it. Just it's, I'm I'm really curious about that situation and the fact that like they're going <laughs> the opposite direction of everyone else is killing me. Like, so I think oh, here's the lot- thing. Oh, go ahead, Valerie. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think a, a lot of it for me, and I. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it um, in the episode. I don't know if it made it to the episode, but um, it had to do with what she was wearing. Like she was just wearing a dress, which is, you know, another reason why I thought it was, it was more of a trap. It didn't like which one of these things, you know, isn't like the others. Um, She seemed very out of place. And to Mm -hmm. me, that was suspicious. And then, you know, going on with Vincent, he's obviously looking for her. She seems out of place, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, Something happened, and she's trying to get away, and she had to get away quickly, um, and she wasn't prepared for it, um, which, you know, speaking it out loud, it all sounds like, well, she could be the bad guy, but... While <laughs> <laughs> um, defending her, I actually convinced myself she was <laughs> I actually presented a very compelling case. <laughs> yeah, but then Vince is just an asshole, and I thought he was... Uh, looking for a child bride, which would be me, so... Uh. <laughs> that was another thing! <laughs> was, okay. always about... <laughs> that was something... Okay, Valerie, we found out in the recording, I don't know if this made it to the episode, uh, it might be in the behind the scenes, Valerie is very worried about everyone in the world kidnapping her. <laughs> Listen, she's like four feet tall, I feel I like know. that's justified... <laughs> Okay, I have to wear my boots to stand near me, okay? Just, I spent sorry. a whole year on this podcast, podcast formulating a plan to take her, and now it's just been <laughs> fucking yeah. ruined. Yeah, that's too, right, that guys. is too close uh, to home, the <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a bit... That's a little close. <laughs> and just so everyone know, Valerie's address is 555 America Street. Street. Yeah. <laughs> Street. So go Street. visit her and tell her how you think. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but, so, I mean, it's just been instilled into me that anytime I go anywhere alone, I'm going to get kidnapped. <laughs> and so now I just help you think it your life. Throughout my, I'll think about it throughout my entire adult life. But here's the thing. I still look like I'm 12. Like, I'm very likely to get kidnapped. Oh, look who's bragging. I, mean, I don't think because you're kind of an adult, you wouldn't like climb into a van that says it has free candy. Right. <laughs> it's slightly less I'm just, like I'm just saying I'm like high commodity, so I could be just snatched from the street That's the at thing. any I, moment. 
It's like if Valerie, a dude came up to just, you and said, "Hey, <laughs> hey, little girl, your mother told me to pick you up from school." I don't think you'd go with him. What's the last word? Just <laughs> don't help any men uh, lift sofas into a van. Just don't right. do that. Don't they get, are don't serial get, killers. Just don't get near vans in general. Like, don't yeah. Don't lift couches either. You're like four foot tall and thirty pounds. <laughs> that's <laughs> the other thing. No one's going to ask you to move anything if they do. Yeah, that's, that's actually the thing about you know serial killers. If they ask a woman for help. They don't need help. They're a man. Wow, that's what? sexist. What? No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. It came out wrong. <laughs> yeah, it did. I know what you're. I know what you're trying to say. Chat, I watched. I've watched the blast. same fucking. If thing. you were a real man, you would need no help. <laughs> Imagine a valley driving down the highway and like some dude is like his his tires all busted out. He's calling for help. Oh, that's a guy. Fuck him. Fuck <laughs> you, buddy. In defense of Valerie, there is a study. A lot of serial killers who do prey on women tend to ask them for help because women have a high empathy and they'll usually do what is asked of them. Yeah, I think that's so what she was trying to get I at. I know what she's we're saying. Men. I get you. I, I, I totally, I know what she's saying. <laughs> 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 so Valerie, take this, take this buoy. I'm throwing you. Please get on top of that. I'm afraid of Sweet. everyone. I wouldn't help someone if a woman asked me for help. I'm an equal opportunity offender. <laughs> I'm not helping anyone. Is the point? That's just weird. That little anyway. that's just an <laughs> asshole. Street fuck. She can kidnap me. What a fun tangent this has been. This, yeah, yeah. I was saying, Kelsey, you're both right. We were like, we were definitely like out of game like we made the wrong choice but it was still fun i <laughs> dude i am very you know what kills me is um when it comes to this cart i i was almost this is one of the times where i'm like i'm hoping someone looks in the back of this <laughs> and it didn't and now i i it here's the thing it'll Wait, no one looked in the cart this. no one looked in the cart and that's that's the thing you guys were being nice you guys were being like upstanding citizens, just like there are, hey, there are dead children in there. Yeah, there's not- some horrible in there. <laughs> you look this. in the back of the cart. <laughs> Don't be nice. Don't, Don't be nice. See, this is this is an interesting character study because everyone skews towards the negative. No one, no one, no one's thinking it's a positive thing. It's an interesting. It says a lot about you guys. For, Jason? What is she running for? If she I- has flowers back there. <laughs> what the hell is she running for? Like, yeah. I think it's it's either like it's either just like valuables and it's just a money thing, or it is some like actual like powerful like heirloom object type thing that if it falls into the wrong hands it's going to be real bad like <laughs> I, 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 oh, if, it, if it ends up being a really good thing i yeah if it, if, it, if it ends up being a really something really great i owe you lunch buddy i owe, I, I owe you lunch well, that's a free lunch he's going to shit i'll change that in a second <laughs> Get a free subway fuck that roses back there the whole time that's what the one I... thing I think about Jason. He has the integrity to not throw his story away. Oh, absolutely not. A, a hunger, better man than I. I'm just saying. A few I years ago, sub. a few years. Hold up. Let's hold on. First of all, someone offers me a free lunch. I'm not picking Subway. Secondly, <laughs> <laughs> secondly, obviously, I wouldn't change the story based on that. But a few years ago, I would have been tempted for a free lunch. Man, I was eating bagels for every day. That was, that was I'm just saying. 
Uh, let's talk about Arc 2, Episode 9. This is the coup de gras. This is what everyone showed up to talk about. Let's talk what? about Swarm. Boy. <sighs> Group B puts on their disguises and they they, they formulate a plan to tackle the uh, the Fang. Uh, the introduction Group B in quotes. <laughs> uh, well, group every group is in quotes. Every group, group B. Group, <laughs> if that is your so real name, Group B. <laughs> every if group is, is in quotes. Those disguises were not that convincing. <laughs> disguises was almost in quotes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You put, you put them around the wrong word. Uh, gee, oh, wow. Hold on, Karen. But cheesecake, maybe, Karen. I might sell out the story for cheesecake. Um, Ooh, cheesecake factory, a free meal. Ooh, mm. ooh. Hold on, does that include dessert? Included, you, it has to. It's cheesecake you know it factory. Yeah. You might get Hell some yeah, epic, epic loop drops for for that. Um, uh, the introduction of razor flies. Uh, <laughs> Calvin gets into a bit of uh, of a medical issue, and of also course, quest <laughs> camping near the Silver Glade. But let's let's start things out uh, with the group suiting up. Uh, this is one of my favorite moments in Arc 2 so far, was, Valerie, specifically, your reaction fantastic. to these disguises that Braylon did. Braylon acting truly hurt is, like, <laughs> Alex is a treasure, but you, okay, you, turning to the rest of the group, it's like, I- I'm not the only one who sees this, these are terrible, right? Like, you're, <laughs> it killed me. I mean, like, you know, it was talked about that, um, you know, Braylon made them in the previous episode. And, you know, when it was over, it was already in my mind. We have to role play. Uh, him showing us the outfit because I'm ready. I'm ready. To <laughs> I'm ready to go. And so I'm excited that it happened. It was like, this is my moment. This is my time to shine. I am. I, I really if anybody out there wants to draw fan art of what you think these outfits mm-hmm. would look like mm-hmm. on Elena mm-hmm. and Callie, please send them to dandrpodcast at gmail.com. Because, holy Lord, I if ever there was a time for fan art. Oh, please. It, we need more fan art. We right? need more fan art. Yeah. We need it. Oh, um, that would be so good. God. I, I Yeah. Post it on the group page. But whatever. I see a lot of people talking about the DNR meetup. Uh, at Dragon Con. Anybody going to Dragon Con? Say, say, hey, say hi. Hey. Uh, hey. Because, hey. hey. <laughs> man, I, I really want that to, the turnout to, to, to be awesome. And- I've finally decided I'm going. Good. <laughs> it was really getting awkward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm on a few panels, but I really, I didn't commit until now. That's the thing. I was covering. I was like, I, I think she's coming, rushed. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you can just put on a purple wig for the one panel she's on. <laughs> oh, yeah, let, let me get free. I'll be right back. I don't know where she went. Let, I'll be right back. <laughs> you keep ducking episode. under to switch between the two of us. <laughs> I want to be at that panel. <laughs> That's how everyone finds out I don't actually exist. I am just very <laughs> crazy. Just that good at voices. <laughs> oh my god. Um so let's talk about the plan here. Let's talk about the initial plan you guys had for the Fang because what I loved about this was you were on the road, had disguises, and the episode opens with, "Oh yeah, what are we supposed to be do- what are we doing?" Like we didn't uh, just it was like we're going to go tackle them. 
And I, then, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go, please jump. jump I, I was, I was just going to say like, I had a lot, I, I, this was a, this episode in particular was a lot of fun mm. to play. And I really liked the, I really liked us trying to implement this plan because on paper it was terrible. It was the <laughs> worst plan in the world. Like we had, we had set up, first of all, like in episode eight, like we had a long stretch before, before we recorded. So I had, yeah. I had some time to like, think about, well, what, what are we going to do? You know? And so like, um, I, and so, and, and like what I was thinking about what I would pitch to the group would be like the, uh, the, like the Wookiee prisoner basically from, uh, a new hope. And I was like, right. oh, we can do that. but I didn't really think out anything other than like the Wookiee prisoner. So <laughs> I like, I pitched that to the group and they were like, okay, cool. Um, and like, there were a bunch of things that we didn't, you know, like, like Tatiana hadn't like knew someone and that like added factor to it, you know, like it, it suddenly got all these layers and like then Braylon jumped in to make these costumes that were rolled horribly and they were just like <laughs> awful. And like, it just compounded on this. And I love, I love Valerie, your, your reaction to that. Like the only one in the group, like trying to talk, like, talk sense like we don't need costumes they don't know what that we're was doing. amazing and we're, and we're like no 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 this no you don't like alex is oh so good I, alex is like no you don't want them to identify you at all so, that was yeah, like so good just the that i okay i'm not sure where elena ended and valerie began <laughs> because you were like Mm-hmm. But they don't know us. Like they, like <laughs> you just said, it's so frustrated. But yeah, like, like, and and Callie and Elena both have terrible deception. Like they have negative deception or zero deception. So like, the the whole thing was like on paper, this was bad. And I was so excited to play the session because it go, it was gonna go fucking terrible. Like I, <laughs> we just all knew it. We were joking about it at the top, like. This is this plan is going to go so bad, it, likely in a comical way, but it's going to go really bad. And if it if we pull it off, if we somehow pull it off, like that'll be great too. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's and, yeah. a win win situation. Yeah, okay, so you yeah. weren't frustrated with the fact that this is going poorly up to this point. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say again. You weren't frustrated with the fact that this was going poorly. Oh no, no no! I thought it was going. I thought it was going in a really great direction. Like I, I mean, it, I, I like I, I think I, I said, and maybe behind the scenes or something. And if you haven't heard that, subscribe uh, Patreon slash DNDR. Um, but <laughs> like, I knew that this was going to go south. We all knew this was going to go south. <laughs> I had no idea how south yeah. it could go. Uh, um, that behind but, the scenes is so good because I have. I hmm, how to put this? I have played with a group in the past where things went south in that uh, that way, and it was not a fun call. (laughs) It was not. That was not hanging out with you guys. Everyone's still having a blast. Everyone's still joking. Everyone's still. It's like, yeah, man, this is crazy. It's so fucked up. Anyway, let's get in there and die. But you were you were all still (laughs) having fun. It sounded like. Whereas the, the other group, it was a. It was a morbid, like, it was not like, fun. 
I am so impressed with you guys because I know listening to that, I I I couldn't do that. <laughs> I would have. Jimmy, we're talking about it too, and we were both saying like, I wish I could handle any situation as well as Ian handled mm-hmm. the Calden situation. <laughs> we both agreed that we would cry in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> dude, like. Oh my gosh! And uh, yeah, like it was just like I I don't know how like I I would have just gone like dead su- silent like I would have just like been broken I don't know like oh man that was really great. Well, let's uh, let's talk about Calden. Let's talk about razor flies. <laughs> I, I really like like them as a monster concept. By the way, <laughs> thank they, you. They they mm-hmm. reminded me mm-hmm. there was this one episode of Fringe in the first season where it like began with like a bunch of like um paper butterflies. Oh that, yeah, like, I remember where, that. Like, came and, like and sliced up the dude with like paper cuts, but there were so many of them that it ended up like like killing him. Like that's what it reminded me of. Oh wow, God, I forgot all about. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about yeah. Fringe as a show. It's like oh shit, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, so so that's like immediately what I thought. I'm like oh my god, that's horrifying. I love it. That's so cool. <laughs> I, yeah, and there's, I wanna, this, there's this cool buzzing that you mm-hmm. talked about, you know. That like, sound like, effect was great. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Was real good. That was a fine line. I was talking to Bri as I was doing it. It's like, <laughs> I want to do this, but I don't want to do too much because I know that that – like some people have a real thing about insects or bugs and I don't I don't want it to be an overpowering thing in the audio. I want to like here's – I want to get across a concept and it's like – and then have it fade out and then mm-hmm. like oh, come back mwah. in. Mwah. I was so good. I, I want to apologize because I made a noise <clears throat> as you guys mm-hmm. rolled. I I laughed like a supervillain, and I'm really sorry because <laughs> I, I was just really excited because it's like I made these things years ago, and they finally get to like they finally get to 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 be on the show. And I I didn't know they were going to do that. I didn't know. That. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think they had a really good debut for like. Yeah, for what yeah, they yeah. did because that that she was grizzly and it's always tough when an enemy they they wound you then you then that wound ends up getting worse you know what I mean right no I don't well, know what you mean huh <laughs> oh yeah that's just yeah, Valerie I, don't worry about her listen um, listen Valerie <laughs> that was just that shit was unlucky if I was there I wouldn't have blamed you whatsoever. I don't know what happened after the call. I don't know if everybody just went to your house and you just kind of like <laughs> sit outside waiting for you to come out with like uh, bare knuckles and chains and whatnot. But that wouldn't have been me. I understand a bad roll when it happens. I, if you know. I got a little I shit can. for that. A tiny bit of shit. Just you? a little shit. A tiny bit? Yeah. Well, well, Jason, those flies, man, they they were mean. Oh, not just they the were flies. nasty. Valerie's roll. And we'll, we'll talk about – you know what? Fuck it. Like, we're, let's talk about you that. You want to so, get into that now? Let's, let's, let's delve deep. So Let's do it. The flies... I want to talk you, about the hand. Th- I, we're I talking about the hand. Yeah. Yes, we're yeah. talking about that right now, and then we'll we'll go into the Elena stuff. But um, So, essentially, these flies roll a crit. And this is this is what happened mechanically. Flies rolled a crit, and happened to roll a 15. So like, right away, too. It's yeah. Like, boom. That's how Oof. we opened the fight. It's like, oh, shit. That's how we're doing this? Oh, no. So... We, they, they roll a crit and end up mutilating Calvin's hand, his left hand. And we rolled for that too. And that's how the fight begins. <laughs> that's how we, mm-hmm. so there's this, there's this terrible desperation in the fight because everyone's like, oh shit, is that, is that what they're going to do the entire time? We're going to be, we're, oh shit. Um, what, what was kind of going on in your head, Ian? Is that, is that opened up? Like, is, what, what, what were you thinking? 
Um, like when that attack happened. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was certainly surprised. I was like, oh, damn. OK, that's how we're we're doing it. So for sure, there was initial um, shock. But I think like I think what was exciting about playing that and, and in that moment is like. I, I think when I say all of us expected the the that episode or like the plans to fall apart or go south, I think I think you did too, and I also think you didn't expect it to go as south as it did. You oh know? yeah, um, you guys were having a terrible night because oh yeah, we rolled. Oh, there were so many low. I think everyone rolled a two at least at some point. Yeah, like it there was were, bad. Yeah, it was low 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 rolls. Um, and, and we got to remember too, like you are, we're all playing the game. Like you are, a, even though you're running the game, like you're playing this game too. You know, I think, yeah. I, I think it's a lot of t- times people forget that, or I think you forget it sometimes. Um, uh, but like, so like when that happened, like, and you're describing it I, to me, like, I mean, it's rough. Like, I'm like, Oh no, Colin's lost a hand. But like, I see, like, I see that as an opportunity that you're, or you know like you're here's these things and they come and you're like making this description and i'm like oh okay how can i make this better you know like how can i take that and run with it um and it was you know it's just it, it, it was it, it was even though it was damaging it was exciting okay on patreon we do character chats and <clears throat> uh, uh everyone here knows that but i was talking to Laron this last month and one of the things we got into was the whole flanking thing with Cole. And there's um there's a thing where the longer you've been with a character, the more invested you are, the more time and effort and everyone here has done it. You know, some of you guys put months or years into building a character, specifically with someone like Calden. Is there a part of you that's just it just really, really bummed? Or is there a part of you that wanted to kind of give into like a depression of like, I'm going to lose this character I've had for years to fly. Is like, I, is there, is any of that uh, going through your head or is it just like, Hey, this is what the dice rolled this. I think, well, I, I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said I would be bummed if Calden died in anything, you, you know, it, right. whether it was a random encounter or like a big epic encounter, but uh, <clears throat> you know, so I, I would be a little bummed, but the thing, the thing that I, um, from playing like tabletop games from like and role playing all various types of games and stuff like that like i think one thing that i've really learned to kind of let go is to be so precious with characters you know like i I talked a little bit about gms needing to like or, or or in apocalypse world like seeing they're seeing their world through crosshairs i think that bleeds into players just a little bit you know like you want to be invested obviously your character is personal and a good character should come from a personal place and like have a tie to the world and 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 uh and you should be invested to it because uh, otherwise what's the point right but but um but you need to I, I i think in order to have like a really good story that you're playing like to um take your hands get, give in and you know, let go of my God a little bit um, right. and not, not be so, so precious because I don't know, because it, it, it makes it interesting. Like it, it, it makes it impactful and um, it, 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 it makes uh, it, things like that will, will make a character uh, give, it will give them depth and, and um, give you something to react to, give you something to like, to like do. So yeah, I, I mean, I think I'd be, I think I would be a little bummed, but ultimately, like, I think it's, 
I think it's really cool. Like, it's just a really cool thing. I have a, a question. So I think that your kind of perspective on this is you're coming at it from a different place than me. So I don't know if this would matter. But if Calden weren't a magic user and he actually, like, had to use a weapon that relied on him having both hands, would that have affected your reaction in any way? Because, I mean, that's what immediately went through my mind is, like, oh, my God, if this happened to Aster, like, they have a bow and arrow, they'd be done. A ranger. Yeah, well, so, yeah. like, or, like... Well, I mean, it, you, you know what, Kelsey? You, you, uh, it might. Like, it, it absolutely might, because uh, at the end of the day, we're, like, playing a game, too, you know, right? And so, like, we're telling a story and we're playing this game. So if you if you remove a character's effectiveness, then that, like then that person is removed from certain areas of gameplay. And that, and that can always be a bummer, you know, because if someone can't use a thing, then, then you know, you're like, and, and, you, and you maybe, like, built them to do that specific thing. Like, the mechanics of the game, uh, it, it hacks into the mechanics of the game that don't allow you to, to be involved or, like, have, have agency in the in that certain respect. So, but what you can do, I mean, there's a limitless things about what you can do with that, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I might, I, I, you're definitely right. I might feel differently that, that, that is, that is very true. But, um, um, but I don't think that it would be, uh, I, I still think it would be, uh, an interesting, um, like an interesting addition to the story. Well, Let's talk about the role afterward, because I do want to, again, I, I think everyone's given you a, a ton of credit for just taking this on the chin and like, all right, this is what's happening. Let's move on. Without hesitation, Calden turns to Elena and rolls right into, hey, you're going to have to, you're going to have to sever this hand. It's useless. Like, cut it off. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I was thinking you're going to have to step on the hand and rip it off of you. I don't know oh, why. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. You should have just went with that. One of the funniest things, and I had to, I had to, I had to have Bree listen. It's like, listen to it, because you called me a savage, and it was just (laughs) (laughs) like, it's like, no, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know why that's fucked up. Uh, I don't know why that's the first thing that popped in my head. But uh, you, you turn to Elena and say, "I need you to cut this off." Um, Valerie, what was what was going through your head when? Uh, when Ian was asking that of Elena? Um, it was very surprising, you know, like you said, like how quickly he was just ready to do it. Um, you know, and, you know, Elena wants to do what she can to help, and, you know, it, it definitely seemed like Calden wasn't going to change his mind, um, and there wasn't necessarily like time to waste. Um, I, I was very surprised though. I was like, Oh, okay. We're doing this. Um, and you know, then it was like, okay, I guess I'm uh, going to try and cut his hand off. Um, it, it after happened Elena very quickly. Eyes. Right. Right. After she closed her eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> I, see, it was going to be that she closed her eyes to sigh and then open them and then do it. But since she, you know, rolled really bad, maybe she did close her eyes. We'll never know. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Oh as, yeah. I, well, I was gonna say, if you'll indulge me a little bit, like I, I, I like uh, that that moment was really important because I I think I want to set like we had this long break between when we had recorded our first episode and our second episode, and we had all. Um, you know, we'd done practice sessions and, and, and gotten on calls and stuff, but we hadn't really played games very much, you know. And like I said before, like Jamie and Alex and I, we were all very comfortable with each other. And I think, I think Karen and Valerie, you know, and, and we're, we're, we were still like trying to find our rhythms, you know. We're still trying to like find the best, the, the way, the best way to like pass this ball back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you, Valerie and, and Karen are, are both very strong mm-hmm. roles players as well but like you know we're we're trying to find the sim the 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 you know clicking we're trying to click um and in our second episode we played these back to back uh, episode eight and episode nine um and you know it, uh Calden and and Braylon and Tatiana do a lot of the talking and it's very noticeable that Callie and and Elena sort of like are a little bit quiet in that episode um, so I was, that's why I was really excited to play the next day in episode nine. Cause this was going to be an episode that was going to put, uh, uh, those two like in the driver's seat in terms of role play. And I was really excited to see that. So, um, Valerie, you may not know this and I don't mean to put you on blast. Oh, no. Um, but like when I, uh, like I singled you out specifically to <laughs> cut off Calden's arm uh, because, you know, like I could, I could have chosen anyone, but I singled you out specifically because, um, Elena had sort of had this like hackles raised a little bit about like killing everyone and, and having this violence. Um, and you know, she, she's expressed herself as being sort of like a green young adventurer with not much experience, you know? So like, that's, I, I, I want, I, I like, I wanted to pass this ball to you and see what you did with it. And you did such a good, like you did such a great job, you know, um, handling that. And what's, what was really cool about that moment is like, you know, like that, that, that happens. And like, all of a sudden, like in that moment of chaos, like things just start popping off, you know, like boom, 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 boom. Like Colin goes down and like, uh, you know, Alex is playing Braylon in like, in a way that we haven't not really seen before, you know, he's like doing this thing and Callie's there with, with her healing. And, uh, you know, that, you know, that thing where like, when people get really panicked, but there's like someone who gets sort of like calm, you know, um, that's what Tatiana and uh, Elena were doing, you know, like uh, Elena's like panicking and, and Tatiana is like barking orders like we have to do this and this and this. And like that's that's all the characters, because I, I think as players, we were like we were certainly surprised. But um, but then uh, Jamie and Valerie and uh, start like really playing this out and like even though Calden's unconscious, like I can see us starting to synchronize. Like I can see that happening and hear that happening. And mm-hmm. that's why that was really exciting and a really fun session to play. Cause like we listen to the other shows and everything and I can hear you guys, like you guys have such great sync and like, you know, to, you know, like how to 
pass things back and forth and then I'm listening to all the other episodes. And I'm like, God, these guys are really good. So to like he- hear that happening for us, like have that sync and like, Oh, we're getting it. We're getting the rhythm. Like we're doing it. And I think that carries into the troll stuff. And like, <laughs> that's what really made that a fun episode to play. Cause like, I, I think it's only going to get better too, but like you can really hear that coming, uh, coming to fruition there. Sorry. I just, I spoke so long. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, oh. That was really nice. Thank you. <laughs> well, it um, came out. I, I, not to interrupt. It came out at, at, at the. If you listen to the behind the scenes stuff, I, I was really impressed because earlier in that session, Valerie, you went on a big thing about like you were afraid that you were going to ruin something or interrupt or not be oh, funny. Yeah. Or not be, and the way you played everything that happened after the arm getting cut off, you. It sounded like such regret in your voice, like actual, like Jamie, uh, Jamie as Tatiana jumping up and just kind of like, what the fuck was that? That very, it sounded <laughs> I very love that. natural. I and love Jamie that. is not that person. Jamie's that great. kind and, and, and nice. So like, the, Jamie says, okie dokie artichokey unironically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you guys going back and forth like that, it, it was amazing. Like you both did such a great job. Um, you know, talking about how I was like really nervous before, um, you know, it was the whole thing with the disguises and it was sort of, okay, figure it out. And, you know, like, um, Ian was saying, you know, Karen and I were sort of being put in the driver's seat. Um, I was, I was really worried about like doing something and then, and we'd be like, oh, that's such a bad decision. Now you've, like, ruined the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, when we got, you know, into the moment where, you know, uh, the more than the hand was cut off, um, it it wasn't scary. And it was, you know, a, a different situation than I was expecting, obviously. But... Um, I don't know. It felt very natural to be playing that and um, acting that mm-hmm. out, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really glad that um, you know it seems to have <clears throat> come across that way as well. Um, it, I mean, it was it was really fun, and you know, this the same thing uh, that you were saying. I'm just piggybacking off everything you say, um, <laughs> you know, with you know, it, it definitely felt like we clicked, you know, I was comfortable with, you know, doing that and not, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about, oh, you know, what's going to happen after this or what is this person going to say back to it? You know, it, it just happened. Um, and that's that's what I really liked about it. Hmm. Uh, Zach, you were going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, I really, the thing I really liked about this episode and I think this is the way Group B is heading. There's a lot of um, accountability to be had, and there's a lot of people checking for that. So that's that's why I saw when they were in the hot seat at the end of the episode, there was a lot of um, who's responsible for this and uh, what are we going to do next about it. So I'm really inter- interested in what this group is going to be about when uh, things really start to heat up. That's – okay. That's – okay. Oh, go ahead, Debra. Sorry. I'm just wondering – so this is the second time. 
that a character has lost a portion of their arm and then yes. had a larger portion of their arm cut mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. because of the fucking broadsword or axe. Cut. I'm wondering when people are going to learn to just grab a dagger. <laughs> like, like and just is, go slow with it real slow like that sucks that's so painful, i understand yeah. for the person that, that has to deal with that that's unfortunate but you get to keep most of your arm and well let's talk about that because Col- Col- passed out from the pain anyways right I, okay <laughs> but after the fact so he had to put up with all of it there's <laughs> there's even get There's two bits of criticism here. Uh, We talked about accountability, right? So there's that in RP, but outside of game, too. uh, There were a couple of things that um, uh, on the Discord server, uh, I believe it was Nathaniel M. I'm not sure. But essentially asked the group, it's like, do do you think Karen metagame the situation by cutting Calden out of his restraints to begin with? I don't think it was because of everything that happened in there. And then the other bit of criticism was essentially leveled at me that uh, a warrior uh, or a fighter shouldn't have to have rolled to begin with uh, to see how much of the arm would be cut off. Do you guys agree with that? Do you think it should have just been a not at all? You could have let her add her dang modifier. Jeez, not at all. (laughs) Well, if you here's the thing: if you listen to that, yeah, no, no, no. Here's the thing: if you listen to, uh, if you listen to that, it wouldn't have helped at all. But (laughs) it it was, it was more than more than half of the spectrum of dice rolls were like, yeah, it'll be fine. If you roll like five or under, that's when things are going to get interesting. And Mm -hmm. I think she rolled a three. Yeah, Um, it's not like it was like a crazy thing that was like you know there was a very low probability of it happening and right. it happened and that's mm-hmm. that's no one's fault you know that's definitely the dice um and i think it's Im- important to you know have things that could go wrong in a story because that's what makes the story more rich um you know like this is a role playing game this is a game that's played with dice and um part of it is having things that could go wrong in my opinion. Exactly. I, I, I like to think of it as like, of course, she should have definitely rolled. Think about a basketball basketball player and uh, what a free throw is. They should make that every single time, but they can't. It's impossible because there's pressure. There's pressure um, on Valerie to uh, to, to um, cut off uh, Calvin's hand because she was around she was around her whole part her whole party like which is which is um they're they're like. Very important to her, and there are people there that she's going to have to see over and over. So, like, she's performing in front of them specifically. So, it was going to have to be like, it, it was, it was a, it wasn't going to be an, a hard role, but it, it was something that needed to be done. You know what I mean? It had to be done because you can't just say, "Oh, it automatically happened," because there is so much pressure in the situation. You're, it, 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 it wasn't like she was like. Chopping a piece of block. This is her friend's hand. Right. Right. And that's what I think the big problem is. I completely agree. And then, like, even if you think, okay, my job, one of the big parts of my job is scheduling DNR. That's my job. What did I fuck up just a week ago? Scheduling DNR. I put it for, (laughs) I put PST and EST. I got them confused. And group C had to go, like, three hours earlier than I thought we were going to be going. That's my job. That's what I do all the time. There's no pressure. I just have to not fuck up, and I didn't not fuck up. So like, yeah, I yeah you're not even my... like swinging swords around. <laughs> well, I, 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 I talked to this. I, I forget exactly who it was, but I, I believe this took place on the fan page. Um, and I understood where the person's coming from. It's like, well, that's their, that's what they do. That's all they did. They should never screw that up. I thought 
Um, one, I like to operate on the nobody's perfect thing. I jammed my fucking own hand in a bowl full of scalding hot oatmeal the other day. That, that should tell you right up there. I've made oatmeal a thousand times. Today, I just decided I'm going to burn the skin off of my hand by doing, I don't, like, I can't explain to you why I did that. It, it, it was a mistake. It happens. So, did you I run think, into the room and be like, Bree, chop off my hand. No. <laughs> I need you to finish this. <laughs> but I just, you you just step on it and he yanked it off. But I might tell him a GMT. But I, I, I do think that, um, one, Elena doesn't have a crazy crap ton of experience out on the road dealing with horrors like that. You you were just a- assaulted by flies that cut up your friend in a second. And then, like, you know, chopping. Like, there was a lot of stuff at play. So I, mean, I, she's, I so no, exactly. she's so new. She's still upset by murder. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's how new this, this life she is. Right. So that's not even a joke. That's a real thing. Like, most adventurers are hardened to that shit. And Valerie, Valerie's character is actually one of the first that's been like, we didn't need to kill him. Right. <laughs> there but, are other ways. <laughs> right. But, um, what happened happened. And mm-hmm. essentially, Calden passed out due to the pain. And the group was forced to change plans and find a spot to camp. And they did. Um, uh, boy. Near the Silver Glade, um, the group found a place to bed down for the night. And again, this was just low rollapalooza. So. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yes. To anyone poor, listening, we, we rolled so bad. Poor Karen. This was, this should have been a layup, right? This should have just been, hey. I'm a druid. Let me roll a nature check to spot a good place. Right. And that that's why, like, I understand the, the, the metagaming that was leveled, but but Karen, no, like she rolled low and she I, I don't I can't I can't remember if it got cut out of the episode. I think it did, but like she rolled real low on that thing. Oh yeah. And you did the you did the the clever DM trick where you're like, um, what you find is the perfect thing you're looking for. <laughs> you <know? laughs> well, to and them it can, would be. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, and and she, like, that's exactly what she did was separate character knowledge and player knowledge. She came back to us. I mean, Karen could have been like, look, guys, I don't think we should camp. Right. I don't, you know, the like, jeebies about this perfect place. Uh, perfect place. Yeah, right. but no, she was like, she was like, uh, let's go here. There's a stream we can drink from. Like, it's perfect. So, um, I, I'm just, I'm defending you, Karen, for, for medicating. <laughs> all. And I don't, I, like I said, I, if you're going to level the argument of metagaming about the restraints, why would you walk into a buzzsaw after that? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but, so we, we go to the Silver Glade. You guys, you guys are camping. And then I asked for another role. I believe it was from Alex. It's like, okay, well, let's, you know what? There's still a chance this could end well. And I believe he rolls a three. Yeah. So yeah, you something, get something real low, too. Yeah, you get, tr- it was just, it, it was all night, man, all night. And so we get a Briar troll. Um, I don't know how, how many of you got to hear the finished product, but like I, I tried to, there, there was a lot of like um, the, the the King Kong thing of like, oh yeah, there's something out there. It you was can't really see it. good sound effects. Yeah, I, that that's very that's very sweet. I I wanted 
I didn't know if it would be boring, I guess, to listeners, because I, I don't feel like it was at all, but like, it's like, okay, we're, we're talking about the potential threat of something, but like, you don't get to see it. You don't get to, you don't get to feel that, uh, right away. Um, but what was, what was going through your head, I guess? What were you, what were you thinking? Cause you couldn't do anything. You were passed out, uh, Ian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, if, I guess that was, that would be the one thing that, that, uh, that I, I guess I didn't like was, was, cause no one like wants to be removed from the game, you know, oh. like I can just not play. Um, <laughs> but, but that's what happened. And, and I mean, uh, ultimately it doesn't matter, but, um, uh, yeah, I can tell you what was going through my head. Cause, well, first of all, I hate that Briar Troll. I hate that Briar Troll. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should retire that monster. I think you should send its jersey up to the rafters and then burn it down and then burn the stadium. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> why? Why is there a specific reason why? Wait, first, uh, could you tell us how you actually feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Hold on. Um, just cause it's so, it's so big and beefy and it's like, you were telling us like it can hit three times. Like there's a chance. I said there's a chance. Times. There's a, and yeah, it's a rarity. It's like, nothing can do that at level, at the level that we're at. So I'm like, oh my God, this fucking thing is going to steamroll us. Um, and it, it has a, and it has a bit of a reputation. Too. It does. And it's that man. No, I, there has been a Briar Troll one other time, one other time. And That's all it takes, Jason. I know. I <laughs> I will say, at, if you go back and listen, there was some extenuating circumstance. There was a werewolf in the party. The yeah. cleric tanked both of them. The, Never the doing cleric, that shit again. Right, the cleric fist fought. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> oh, Zach, I love you. <laughs> But there was extenuation. Yes, the Briar Troll's big and beefy and hits like a fucking tank. It does. But it does have weaknesses. It does have vulnerabilities. And you guys, I, I mean, obviously you, 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 you lived. Oh, yeah. And, and, and like the thing is, um, I mean, that session could have been. If it had sh- shooken out another way, it could have been a real fucking bummer. Like you know, people are people are saying like, "Oh, good on you for for keeping keeping your spirits up and everything," but like, mm-hmm. it could have been a real bummer because right, you know, one like, I it, it, if Calden didn't get up, like I wouldn't get to do anything, so I just like wouldn't get to play, and that sucks. Um, and then you know, like, our, it would if if the party had decided to like take it on on their own you know we were hobbled a little bit already from the fight previously and like yeah that's not a it's not a slow like that's a march to a lot of people falling down so i'm really glad that it shook out the way that it did because it could have been a real bummer and and that's what i was thinking like when calden was unconscious was like you know, I, I I was typing in the chat like, "Get me up, get me up, slap my face, do whatever." You know, because like I kind of figured like if Calden couldn't get up, then I was I, I I was gonna let the players at the table like just let you know just let Calden go, just right. le- leave him because 
that because I would have been bummed. Sure. I would have been real bummed if Calden died that way. But then we would have still had like an exciting session with this dramatic and tragic climax. Like right. it still would have been salvageable and good, you know, rather than people just fighting. So, but he did get up. Um, he did get up. And then I was like, all right, well, let's fucking do this. Like I, I know like I had Calden had all of his spell slots and, and, and had been healed. And even though we, even though we had still like been hamstringed a little bit with, not having our heels from this previous fight, like I felt like now we had a, a fighting chance, you know, like with one player down and like right. not having heels, like that wouldn't have been fun. It probably wouldn't have been fun to listen to either. It certainly wouldn't have been fun to play. But when I was up, I was like, okay, well, let's do this. Like, let's give it our all. And maybe one of us does go down, but like even still, that will be an exciting, like that will still be an exciting show, you know, like that will be fun to play. Um, and then I think Jamie is like, shouldn't we just run from this thing? <laughs> like, that, that, that was the thing. And dude, I saw Jamie's first turn. She was just like, I'm going to run. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and Jamie's been, been there before. Battle, and she, she's just like, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I did. Oh, here's the thing. I did see that. I believe it was, I believe it was Shonky in the chat said, it's like, yeah, you exploited its weakness. He didn't fight. There are different ways to win a fight other than blatantly fist fighting a thing till it's dead. Escape sometimes is your best option. Let's say ultimately the party did succeed, but you lost two or three people. Is it worth it at that point? Did you like that? That's I, by the way, my partner in, in the chat told me to go fuck myself. I saw that. That was (laughs) dirty, filthy hypocrite. (laughs) I'm a lot of things. (laughs) They called this section of the presentation getting trolled. So I told him to go oh, fuck himself. I think that's completely fair. <laughs> I like that. Good on you. Good on you. No, but also, I, so I have a question. Um, and I know that it's different editions and stuff. But what uh, level were group two when they got wrecked by the Briar Troll? Oh, boy, howdy. I believe they were six, seven, something like that. And- yeah, so a lot, a lot stronger than we currently are now (laughs) well okay yeah but okay one you're talking about a different edition there is a sliding scale while okay i'm never going to do the finger of god thing right where you guys low roll and it's like and then squish you're all dead but sometimes the best option is to just get away from the like okay if a dragon lands in front of you and you guys know your level your level like three four five six whatever it's probably not a good idea to fist fight a dragon right like it's just that is a thing Fighting is well, an option. Fleeing is an option. Was the dragon talking shit? Well, yeah, <laughs> that was an important detail before. Now don't fly. Don't throw no shade, dragon, because I will snatch the fucking wig off your head. <laughs> wearing fancy clothes and chasing after a lone woman with a cart. <laughs> anyway, oh, my, 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 like, yeah, Jamie is like, let's run and 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 uh, we, you know, we we didn't really table talk. That no, I, I like that is yeah. something um, that old group two would have done. Oh, absolutely! And I'm so We're glad skirt. to see that. That yeah, I'm so glad to see that that's kind of getting worked out. Um, and that was one of the things we wanted to do with the group shakeup. You know, have groups approach things differently. Just make a decision in the moment and go with it. And I. I, I feel like you guys were constantly doing that in the session, and I think it was all the better for it. Yeah, we sort of like I remember we sort of like sat down and I think I started to ask like 
like like oh guys are we gonna run or are we gonna fight this thing like just to clarify mm-hmm. but i think jamie started her turn and i was like oh i'm just gonna shut up and because mm. I, I think i think tatiana will dictate exactly how this battle is gonna go or exactly like what the events are and she and, yeah, ran and yeah and it was like boom that's what we're doing and then then it all like went from there and that that that's why I came away so energized from that episode is like, like the, like moments like that, like it just, you, you, you know, and then like the other cool thing about that is like at the end, um, Callie comes out with this clutch fucking druid magic, you right? know, like we're running away and, and like, we're all running this cinematically. It's just like very cool. Yeah. And then she mm-hmm. like does this thing and, uh, you know, we all all roll poorly the whole night, and all of a sudden, like the monsters start rolling poorly on their save throws, and like she just like comes out of the like turns around, boom, casts this thing, and like our luck turns around, and like then and and it's like caught up in these vines, and we're like running out of there, and like ending that that the way that it did was was super exciting and made that super super great, you know, because it could have been a real bummer, but it didn't, and it was great, it was fun. I. If ever you guys needed a win, it was in that <laughs> moment. And yeah, Karen, go Karen. Like, it's just... yeah, go Karen. Get that druid magic mama. But yeah, that that was pretty much the episodes uh, for this month. And I wanted to I wanted to add a little segment to the end of this called Therian feedback. And I I've been asking you guys, uh, me and Bree have been asking you guys, send in your feedback to, to you can either email to us at d a n d r. Uh, podcast at gmail.com, uh, with a little, uh, either hashtag or subject line there in feedback. You can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can, you can pop something in the Discord server, the, the, the group chat, all that. But, uh, we wanted to answer your questions kind of live on the show and, and, and just kind of get the, the panels, uh, get the panels, uh, uh, opinions here. Uh, first one comes from Ryan Haywood. Here's a question for you. How does having a limb largely lost affect spellcasting in Theria? Would having a prosthetic fix things or would it be harder? Ian, if you could no longer cast, uh, cast any longer, would, uh, Calden retire? I will say that it's, it does cause complications. It's not, cause specifically, it's something we've had to talk about in fifth edition, cause in fourth edition, uh, there was no differentiation between, um, you know, verbal spellcasting, you know, uh, casting with your hands, anything like that. So spellcasting was just spellcasting. In fifth edition, there are things like, okay, if it's just verbally, then you don't, if you're tied up, you can, you can still do it. If you, you know, you'd have to, you know, there's some sort of, think, um, Dr. Strange, that type of thing, like casting with your hands. It does cause complications. It doesn't make it impossible. Uh, now, if you're missing both hands, yeah, that's 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 essentially just like being tied up. But I, I I guess second part, Ian, if you if if Calden could no longer cast magic, what would what would Calden do? Um, well, that would be uh, that would be real tough for Calden because I've I've described him a lot. Like he's not a strong guy. Like magic, he is he's a he's a thin, wafy man, and uh. A parrot-like, I think you said one time. A parrot of a man. I think that's pretty apt. Um, but where he is real strong is magic. So if he was unable to do that, um, I mean, like I said, like 
uh, unless there was like it would be it would be interesting and i think i would try and roll with it but as a player like to if 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 a player is not able to engage in in the game really and some of that is battle and some of that is mechanical then then um i don't know i i mean I, there wouldn't be much i could do so um and there wouldn't be much calden could do but I don't so know. Cal- Maybe. Calden's not picking up a, a battle axe or anything. <laughs> oh no, heavens no! And he wouldn't even <laughs> when he had both hands. Like, <laughs> I mean, even like talking about like battle stuff from like a, a story perspective, do you th- would would Calden continue on with the group knowing that he'd pretty much be a liability, like not able to contribute anything, and in, in terms of combat? Yeah, Kelsey had to deal with this at the 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 start of the new arc. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll talk about that someday. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I it, it would it kind of would depend where we were and 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 what we were doing. You know, like um, I, I it, it would kind of depend on like in the moment. I can't really I can't really speculate too much on it, but um, you know. But I think I, I don't think he would. I don't think he would try and like put people in danger. And if he felt like that's what he was doing, I think he would uh, recuse himself. And then I would just roll someone else. Interesting. Uh, this one comes from David Jones. Why, why has Jason Massey got a grudge against anyone that goes near the Silver Glade? What is he hiding there? <laughs> uh it, I, I, what do you guys think about the Silver Glade? Like, what is it a lost cause? Because there's a few characters that have business in the Silver Glade, Calden being one of them. Um, what uh, what do you guys think of it? Do you think that it's just been bad luck? Do you think that it's a place to completely avoid? Like, what 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 are your thoughts? I I think you know whether it's you know bad luck or not. I think you know part of the thing is that. You know, everything that happens affects Theria. So, like, even if us as players had really bad luck there, like, it could be that, like, you know, there's some... It could... You could it, you can turn it into that there's a story reason for that. I think the Silver Glade is just a scary, dangerous place, and there might be different reasons for that. Like, I know that there's that, like, secret cave thing, and there's a gravy boat at one point. <laughs> um, you know, well, so maybe know that's got something boat. to do with it. But um, you know, I I think it could just be that it's a dangerous part of the world, um, and things go on there, and people need to do things there. But that that doesn't change uh, the, the, I guess, the severity of it. Right. Uh, what do you think, Bree? I don't know, like, the dice decide a lot, obviously. But, like, I think it's a thing. We set up what the Silver Glade is, and changing that just because we're all lower level wouldn't make any sense. So, I... That's a weird line to walk. Right. Because I... It kind of goes with the thing that you said earlier about, like, why would people live here? Everyone has to go through the Silver Glade. So it's not a thing where people can just completely avoid it. So, right, it's a tough thing to balance. Where that's a terrible place to go through, but you have to. Mm-hmm. It's like if every time I wanted to like 
go shopping, I had to pass through like a. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. It's very. <laughs> oh, I want to see you yeah, keep going. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. We'll find it together. Uh, I, it, getting back to the, the Briar Troll and the strength of the Briar Troll, I don't want to dumb anything down because groups are lower level. At the same time, I don't want to make it. You know, murder forest where nothing could possibly live. I don't want to make it that either. So it's yeah, that's a really tough. Why it's a tough. tough. I don't right. think it's, it's a, that. No? no, I don't think it's a murder forest. I just think it's somewhere the things that are there want to protect it. Right. I think it's that plain and simple. Hmm. If something uh, lives there, that means they found a place that's inhabitable and they they, they want to protect it. Right. There, there are dangerous things, things everywhere. So I'm, I think what they, who, who's ever living there, I think they've done a stellar job of making sure their home is seen as dangerous, so people will stay away, almost like a Amazonian type of thing, where okay. in fiction, you know, Amazons live there and everyone hears it's dangerous, but once they get inside, it's a beautiful place. That might, that might be Kalum's home. It may be a beautiful place, and that's what I'm really interested. in. And finding out. Ah, that is very interesting. Uh, got a few more questions here. Another one for okay, Ryan. I, I, I want. I want to put in my my answer first. Is that obviously, no. obviously it's it's where he's hiding the weed, guys. That's where all the good stuff is. The green sticky icky is. That's <laughs> sticky icky. I oh, heard that before. Holy lord. I okay. I good, good. Hearing Valerie say "sticky icky" is uh, <laughs> is one of my new. Val. That's my Sticky-icky. new text. To tone. <laughs> that sounds like something off of Yo Gabba Gabba when you say it. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like, there's nothing nefarious about that. Here's another one from Ryan Haywood. Here's another one. The disease Elrath has is being held up with great saves so far, but this disease sounds very rough. Is there a point to which saves just won't be able to hack it? Do you have any plans for if this becomes a pandemic? I want to get the groups. Uh, I, I want to get. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this before I chime in with like mechanic stuff. About um, the pandemic thing. Well, okay. What if? What if this were to become like okay? Let's talk about the the point of no return. At what point would you um would you hurt Elrath to save the world? Let's say let's say it were to come to that. What's what's the breaking point? What what do you think would uh, have to happen for you go? Okay, this isn't we're too late. I mean, if Elrath's gonna die no matter what. It just comes down to making sure that, like, in my head, it's like, we wouldn't have to kill you. We just have to separate you from everyone until the moment you died. So, like, locking you in a shed or something, while it would be sucky, we could still let you die of natural causes without, you know, starting a plague. Mm-hmm. I think that's how Clara would deal with it. If it got that bad, like, there's no reason to, because then all you're dealing with is more mess. It's like, now you have to clean up all this blood that's filled with the bullshit. Whereas if we just said, hey, Elrath, fuck off, that would be so much easier. Right. And also, I'm, we wouldn't have to kill a friend. Well, I mean, I'm more meant suffering. Be- 
kinder at that point to mercy kill her. It doesn't sound like a good death. Oh yeah, she asked for it. I'm just saying if she yeah. wasn't asking for it, I wouldn't right. go. Well, that's right. the rough thing about this specific disease. Like, there's a difference between how well she looks and how well she's doing. Right. And uh, we we she could look absolutely like. Imagine if it was completely reversed right now, where she where she looks absolutely terrible, but she's actually doing okay. And we decide, you know what? She just looks too bad. We got to cut her head off. <laughs> like that. Oh my gosh! Good lord. Um. There's, and again, not to get too far into what we've already recorded, but there is, um, there are extenuating circumstances. Eventually, uh, it it is an illness, so there's an influence over modifiers and stuff like that. So it does get tougher the longer this goes on, because someone could have a hot hand. Uh, someone could have a hot hand without that and just never get any sicker ever. Uh, and this is a pretty serious illness. This is not the sniffles. So the longer this goes on, the harder this is going to get. Uh, and while she may last way longer than uh, someone who has a lower immune system would, it's not. It's not a guaranteed. I get to live forever with this. So mm-hmm. yeah, like you, you may. I feel like you made it like really clear that I was like, this isn't something that. Elrath's immune system, like, no matter how good it is that she could just right. get over, like, this is going to catch up with her. Right. Uh, and as far as the pandemic thing goes, I mean, let's say things go really poorly. Yes, um, there there are, I mean, you have to, I, I wouldn't put anything on the table that I wouldn't follow up through. You know what I mean? And it, I, I'm hoping it, that that, obviously, I'm really hoping that doesn't come to that. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see, man. Um, yes, sir. Time will tell. But she's she's done really well so far. So yeah. A uh, couple more questions, and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, everybody in the chat, thank you so much for sticking with it, and everybody who's had to to duck out because it's it's getting late on the East Coast. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys yeah. for for hanging out. Um, oh God, this okay. This is an email we got from Megan Taylor. <clears throat> Do. Any of the cast ever get a little fed up with Jason and his near constant assault on their characters? I mean, no offense, but uh, it has to get to you every once in a while, right? Take this latest Group B episode as a prime example. <laughs> I mean, I get fed up with Jason for a lot of reasons. <laughs> for troll, yeah, dude. for instance. Yeah, <laughs> once uh, in-game, we were fighting this fucking bear and almost quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jason, I've been here for 10 minutes, man. Come on. There have been characters who made it less time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Um, Certain clerics. It, it's really hard because, like, Jamie and I were talking earlier about how well Ian handled it. And ha, mm-hmm. ah, handled it. Um, <laughs> ah, nice. But it is really hard sometimes to make that separation between, like, at any point in time, I can tell you, yeah, I know Jason would never actively try to kill my character or anything, and everything's just dice rolls, and he's just trying to tell a good story, just like I am, and we're working together to tell this story. If my character is at one hit point and there's a briar troll standing over me, <laughs> of course, sometimes it's a little harder to rattle off all that shit I just said, and you just want to go, <laughs> fucking really? But... <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's, like... like y- 
like in in a situation like that, like you kind of like, especially if you're like really attached to your character and stuff, you're gonna get a bit upset. Like that's just a natural reaction to it. And you kind of have to take a deep breath and step back and just like maybe even after the session, like wait a, a few days and just kind of let things settle and then like reevaluate everything because like it's right yeah because yeah like like jason like i've known him for for years he's a great person like i know he wouldn't do that on purpose i can definitely understand like even like listening to the episode there was a little part of me that was like (laughs) right and that's that's the thing i try not to take that personally if i hear it because Mm -hmm. i like i am i'm empathetic to a fault but i understand that you guys put Tons and tons of, of time and effort and energy to these characters. And me and Brie have, have had this discussion. And it's, it's, you have one character that you're focused on right now. And I, I have a world of NPCs and stuff like that. So, did anybody ever watch The Outer Limits? Like the old, like the, the old, um, uh, it's kind of a anthology horror show. The way it always opened was we can delude you with a thousand images and, and kind of pen this or, or expand on one image till it's crystal clear. That's the two sides of this, right? I get to fill a world with a bunch of different NPCs, but we get to see like characters like Terry and Shella, we get to see them for a few moments. Whereas we, the camera is always following you guys. The, the drawback of that is if you lose that character, that's you start over. Yeah. And it sucks. And I, I never, I never get, I, I, I never get hurt if you guys react negatively to that because of course you're going to. It's, it's, it's a shitty thing. Like I, I don't ever want to kill uh, anybody on the show. Uh, the characters. I should specifically say characters. I would never murder anybody. But <laughs> I, I, I never, I, I never want to kill anybody on the show. But like that's part of the game. Right. Is that. It could happen. And yeah. one yeah. of the things that we can also, like, as a group, like, when we're all talking about it, we talk about how there need to be stakes. And then it need to be that yeah. it's the exact yeah. same thing where mm-hmm. ask me the same mm-hmm. question in that moment. And I'd say, they don't need to be this high. Yep. That's <laughs> high stakes. Yeah. It's not about Jason. It's about going back on everything you believe on something that personal to you yep. is happening. <laughs> yep. yep. Exactly. It's, it's not about Jason being your best buddy. It's not about – it's just about being a total hypocrite the second it happens. <laughs> I am hurt yeah. right now and nothing else matters. Exactly. You become a four-year-old who's just <laughs> – <laughs> This is so interesting. But yours. Well, and I, I think that's a good point because that, that's the fine line that – that you tread too, like, cause to make a good character, you have to, ma- you have to be invested, you know, you have to make them, yeah. you have to care about them or, or have them come from a personal place or yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, I, I, I said it again. Like there's, you have to like, just let, let go and let God a little bit, you know? Um, <laughs> because, uh, and again, like I'll reiterate, like no one, like one, no one wants to not play, but right. um, but we all want to like tell a really good story, and I think that I, I I I can't I can only speak from my own experience. But as this question points out, like in the latest Group B episode, like I don't I certainly don't see it as a slight at all. Like I I want to make that abundantly clear. Like this is not. And it a, would be a sleight of hand. Oh my goodness! Get in the <laughs> <trash can>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Get in the trash can with that garbage. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not like a personal attack. And what what I really what I uh, certainly this like this episode. What I really see it is like here. Take you know it's you know it's like the thing happened, and then Jason's describing it, and it's like here. Take this and do something with it. And then I, I'm like this and I'm like, how can I elevate this? How do I elevate this? Valerie, I want you to cut <laughs> off my arm, take this, you know? And then Valerie's like, okay, I close my eyes. And it's like, it, you know, like that's how it's built on because that's, I think that's how a really good RPG is played and run. And um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 you have to walk that fine line between really caring about the, the the character you're trying to embody and and just being in service to this whole story that everyone is telling that we're all telling. Right. I want to have that level of maturity one day where that's my immediate reaction <laughs> thing. Like, well, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like the first character I ever played, I was like, you know, he was like brooding and cool, and I just, and the, like I I made the mistake a lot of people do. You know, I just wanted him to be cool and be like really neat. But like, if nothing happens to him, he's just cool. And and there, the, that's the thing is, you can have an extraordinary character. There's extraordinary characters out there that are yeah. always cool, you know, and they're and they're always great. That's I not appreciate the game. that, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Honestly. And I, and I, I, I look up that I can be that cool someday, um, but uh, maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll see. There's a long road to go. Um, a thousand steps like Rocky. You know, just... mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, is... oh, yeah. Sorry. Can... Uh, I, I, I started rambling into the abyss. <laughs> go, go ahead, Valerie. Um, I, I find this like very interesting, and I'm, I'm much more on the side with Ian, but even more to an extreme. Um, I think, I don't know, I think I just see everything in a, in a slightly different way. Like, to me, nothing is ever Jason's fault. He's a saint, everybody. Um, like, to me, it's much more that it's almost like the, the story is creating itself and all of us are here just to tell it. So, like, when anything ever happens and, you know, it's Jason's job to describe what happens, it's never, in my mind, it's never that he's, like, making up what's happening, which, you know, obviously that's what it is, but um, (laughs) he's just making it all up. But uh, It's all bullshit. That that he's, he's just, like, the vessel to which the information of what's going on is passed to all of us listening to it. Um, maybe that's a very naive way to think about it. Um, but you know, it's, it's almost like the, the story is it's, is its own thing. And we're all here just to make it come to life and be expressed, but it's always been there and it's always been the exact way that it's going to be. Um, so you look at it like a don't shoot the messenger type. Yeah, honestly, um, and that, that, you know, goes to my character as well. Like, I think I'd be sad if my character died, but, you know, in my head, it's, it's all for the story. Like, that's sort of the main focus is how can we tell a good story? And if that means 
my character dies, you know, doesn't matter if it was like a really epic way or it's just like this weird random thing that happened. I think that all adds to a story. Um, and you know, that's, that's what matters. Uh, I think we got one or two more questions, and we're going to wrap this up. I know it's getting late for people. Uh, one more from Ryan Haywood. Calvin lost his hand because of a dice roll. Do those same rules apply to enemies they face? They absolutely do. Yuppers. The same, yep, the same crit table um, that we're using, and I'm going to be fleshing that out to add more stuff to it, but... Uh, the same crit table we use for PCs is the same crit table we use for NPCs. Me and Bree talked about that in length. I, I definitely <laughs> wanted that to be a thing. I want the same stakes for everything. That's actually a really cool thing about 5e. You had to treat monsters differently in 4e because they're built like tanks. Yeah. All of them had huge, and okay. Uh, again, pulling back the curtain, actually, uh, myself and, uh, Bree and, uh, uh, Valerie and, uh, 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 Kelsey, we're all working on modules Ooh. for the Kickstarter. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Let me tell you what a fucking nightmare building a module is for fourth edition. It is terrible. <laughs> I remember when you like, uh, you, you like approached us like, hey guys, can we, if, would you be okay with doing the next one in 5e? Like, as if we all wouldn't be jumping down, like, yes, <laughs> right, please. Right. Like, it was like, are you, yes. Duh. <laughs> I, I've been wanting to get those done forever, but it is a nightmare to do. In f- fifth edition, it's going to be so much easier because mm-hmm. PCs and NPCs <laughs> operate the same way. The same rules apply for both of them. So while uh, that's uh, when when I heard that fifth edition was deadly, that's not what people mean. What they mean is the same risks for PCs are there for NPCs and any NPC, it's how I've been treating NPCs in 4th edition, where it's like, yeah, well, anyone can have a good day. A kobold could kill a player, sure, because you could roll a crit and stab somebody's vital organs or something like that, that anybody could have a really good day. Um, that doesn't mean they're always going to, definitely. But yeah, flies can take off a hand if, if they roll really, really, really well. Yeah, I think um, Aster actually hamstringed someone in the first episode, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something so, like, like that. There, there's a crit table there, I know for sure. Yep. Uh, I think you guys got to play with it in practice fights, too. Uh, yeah, it came up a lot in practice fights, and we were all getting a bit concerned. <laughs> yeah, and and that's something... Well, that's why we did the practice fights, is I wanted to tweak it. And uh, even if someone rolls a crit on either side, it doesn't necessarily mean we're using the table, because then there's another dice roll just to kind of see. And I, Yeah, uh, it's one of those things It's like, okay, well, I want to yeah. test it out. And finally, yep, uh, Michael Cohen, uh, how is Elena handling the arm fiasco? Also, will Calvin be able to forgive her, or will there uh, always be a separation between them? Hashtag theory and feedback. Never. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to freeze her blood in her sleep. (laughs) That is something we didn't get a chance to tackle, but... She's a serial killer! <laughs> I've seen that a lot on the Discord server. Like a lot, like I, people are really like. There's a like an American Psycho type thing with Calden. Everyone pictures him being like a, a. He just needs to slowly remove his face mask while, <laughs> while narrating. Uh-huh. I love it. I read, I read all those people. comments, by the way, and I love <laughs> it. You can, I, I love them all. They're they're great. You can throw all the silly shade you want at Calden. Keep it coming. It's good. <laughs> it was it was that mouse man. You should have diddled that mouse like that. He was just minding his business. <laughs> Did you say diddled? 
Yeah, he diddled the mouse <laughs> to death. <laughs> I remember the scene playing out a little differently. <laughs> I don't. I mean, at the end, the mouse was hard. To be fair, but like, oh, but also, okay, so, so I would so like he didn't just kill the mouse. Like when something's blood freezes in, in its veins, it actually like crystallized, and so it like burst through like all like the veins and, and organs and stuff. Like it is not a gentle death. Like, this is not something that he just like. Oh yeah, I just put it to sleep. It's like no, no. It's I think like- we painted that a pretty clear, right? I think we like we made it pretty clear. It's like yeah, this mouse died kind of painfully. I told <laughs> Jason it was only like three days ago because I was the one who edited that episode. It was only like three days ago that I turned to Jason and was like, I should have put in squeaking. I should have put in squeaking sounds. I was yeah. so mad at myself. Yes, sad not squeaking putting too. In sad. Terrified squeaking that slowly just like it stops oh, mid squeak at one oh, point. Like a, like a heartbeat. Just, boom, boom. I'm furious with myself that I did not think to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, guys, I think that's pretty much going to do it for the night. Everyone out there. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody on the panel, thank you guys for, for doing this. I, I really like doing this show. This is something we're still kind of feeling it out, but I'm, I'm really loving it. I do, yeah, I do shit. want a cool arm though. Like I want to get a cool arm. You gotta <laughs> earn it, man. I don't know what you guys are gonna do. Or, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that guy in Winterhaven, like, on the opposite side of the continent from where you guys are? Oh, there are other people. He's not the only one. Merkin's not the only one. Well, I'm not thinking, I'm thinking not a, like, not a Warfare's arm. I'm thinking, like, like an arcane arm or something. Like, something magic and cool. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. Not saying it doesn't exist. Now I'm hard. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, oh, we're back okay. to this. I just imagine you wearing armor <laughs> in your chair. That was so a full plate. Can we talk about Terry again so that we can all be on the same plane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. my god. Um, if you guys like the show, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. Uh, speaking of which, we've been really trying to uh, uh, to gather as much behind-the-scenes material for each and every episode that we can. We're trying to curate all that. Uh, like, there's a long, there's a, there's a protracted sequence of essentially Ian being very punchy and sleepy and just talking about <laughs> edging and just, <laughs> just it, it is great listening to Valerie just like, icky, no. And just, it's, it's really <laughs> hilarious. But yeah. Um, again, thank you guys for, for showing up. Thanks for doing this. Uh, we'll see you next month with another extended rest. And obviously we'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoy the show and want to help support us in any way, shape, or form, there's a plethora of ways you could do that. Of course, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. We're getting ready to flood our Patreon with a ton of awesome stuff. Obviously, the the $1 tier is getting ready to revamp, and we're going to start posting a monster a month on it where we'll give you stats. We're giving you a little audio breakdown, a little bit of artwork. It's a really cool thing. Also, we're getting ready to go to Dragon Con this next week, and holy crap, a ton of panels, a bunch of behind-the-scenes video just some stuff with the cast and some one shots. We're going to be recording them. So um, that's going to be something that you're going to want to take a look at. If you're on our Patreon, if you've been curious about it, swing by, check it out. Patreon.com slash D a N D R. We also really appreciate all of the likes 
uh, on Facebook, following us on Twitter. Um, obviously, five-star reviews on iTunes are amazing, and we really, really appreciate all that stuff. So we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you guys so very much for your support, and we hope you have a great week.